Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It is another crazy day in the National Football League. This is Fox Football Sunday. Hartman and Salam with you. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free Great quote, Ephraim, once again, another crazy morning in the National Football League. If you think it's up, it's down. If you think it's down, it's up. Hard to predict week to week what's going to happen in this league. Well, that's why we play the games. (laughs) I mean, some of the games today that we're going to be talking about, and uh, we're going to catch up with a few of the guys that were calling some of the morning games, but I I don't even know where to begin, but I, I will say this, the Chargers-Jacksonville game. It was was very entertaining. The last two minutes of regulation and in overtime were just unreal. Really, the last two minutes of regulation. To review, the Chargers were leading 17-14 to at that time. Jacksonville had the ball, and they throw an interception. They throw an interception. With what? It was about what? Two? A little under two minutes to go, but the uh, Jacksonville had timeouts left. Yeah. So you're like, all right, so if the Chargers get one first down, they're good. First down, and there's Rivers calling out the signals, and the clock is three, two, one, and he's still calling out signals. And they're like, uh, dude, delay of game? And he's looking at the sideline like, what just happened there? He thought it was like eight seconds left on the clock. There were zero. So they take the five-yard penalty. Now it's first and 15. And the next play is a fumble. Return for a touchdown, but then they reviewed the play, and they ruled it wasn't a touchdown. 
Right. All right. Well, we got more on that a little bit later on. But joining us right now on another big day as the Vikings get the victory on the road against the Washington Redskins, Kevin Burkhart is joining us right now. You know, Kevin, we've been talking a lot about these uh, NFC teams. The Eagles and Rams are sort of the sexy teams in the NFC. But here are the Vikings after a road win today sitting at 7-2. and two. Case Keenum? I mean, is he is he had a Pro Bowl-type season? How is this happening for the Vikings this year? Well, no, he hasn't had a Pro Bowl type season. I mean, he's played well. I mean, he played he played one of his best games he's ever played today. You know, he threw a couple of interceptions in the second half that helped get Washington back in it. But look, he's done a nice job. I mean, you, you consider he's you know the third quarterback essentially. They signed him to a one year, two million dollar deal, and he's played very, very well. I and mean, not only you know been a placeholder, but there's not a lot of backups in the league that essentially could come in and play the way he's played. So um, you know, he's done a very, very nice job. I, I think. Look, you combine that with uh, two wide receivers who are legit stars. You've got a very good offensive line, and you've got the number three defense in the league. It's a pretty good formula. But you know, I think on a day like today, when their defense was human and actually gave it up a little bit, the fact that he played the way he did, you know, tells you a little something. So, um, you know, they've got it working. They've won five in a row right now, and and they go home and take on the Rams next week, which should be a hell of a game. Does does the way he played today have anything to do with maybe one Teddy Bridgewater uh, finally active and on on the sidelines in full dress? You know, Ephraim, it's it's interesting. I don't think there's a coincidence, but you know, I asked Mike Zimmer yesterday flat out about Bridgewater and he did not mince words he said you know he said Teddy Bridgewater is going to play he did not say we'll see he did not say he just said he's going to play and and you know we don't know when that's going to be but I I think when you think of it look at it this way Teddy Bridgewater is a pro bowl quarterback okay they thought last year before he got hurt like they were feeling like Super Bowl with him if he's coming back from a normal injury He's playing today, right? But because of, because of the severity of the injury, um, that's why. And because they're winning, they have the um, ability to let it go a little longer. But make you know, I I think make no mistake, this isn't a disrespect to Case Keenum, but Teddy Bridgewater is just a better player. So I, I think if it's not that the, the injury that almost cost him his career, I think he's probably playing, and I think he's probably going to play within the next couple of weeks. To be honest, I, I don't. I don't know that it matters how well Keenum is playing because I think Mike Zimmer and the Vikings staff think that he's a better player. And the reality is if they think that he's got a chance to bring him to the Super Bowl, they're going to play him. Well, I can tell you what, if Case Keenum continue to, you know, show this type of performance, then he just if, if all else fails, he's made himself a bunch of money for next year wherever he uh, ends up going if they sign him back there or wherever. I know his his, his uh salary will increase. He keeps throwing for 304 uh 4 yards and 4 touchdowns. Hey, listen. There's, there's no doubt about it, and I, I think to his credit, you, you have to have a lot of mental wherewithal because you think about it, right? Last year, every game he played, when Jared got playing, when Jared got playing, when Jared got playing, and he actually played okay. He was four and five as the Rams starter. Um, they were terrible when, he, when he didn't play anymore. This year, it's been similar. It's Bradford, it's Bridgewater, it's Bradford, it's Bridgewater. And he doesn't let it bother him. I think that says something about the guy, right? You have to you have to be a pretty special mental makeup to go out there and just play and perform. So, look, I, I think if they leave him in for a while, or maybe even the rest of the year, I I think they're fine. He's been he's been very good. He, it's not like he hasn't won them games because he has. I just think that in the long run, they feel that Bridgewater's got a chance to win them a Super Bowl. Just quickly, Kevin, on the Redskins right now, do you get a sense that this is just sort of playing out the string right now? with 
this quarterback, this coach right now, or are they going to go long-term and try to figure out a way to make this work for them, uh, winning more games than losing? No, I don't get a sense they're playing out spring at all. I mean, they had one of their signature wins in Seattle last week. I mean, I, I quite honestly, I'm just stunned what happened to their defense today. Last week in Seattle, their defense was physical, it was intimidating, and they were great. Um, you know, and they were doing it with 13 guys injured. So I really expected better from that unit today. They got crushed. They got gashed. You know, in an offensive line that took care of them. And, you know, Swearinger made a couple plays late, which got them back in the game. But I, I, that's where I was surprised. I was surprised at how bad their defense was today. Um, you know, look, they're in a tough spot. They're not going to win the division. The Eagles are 8-1. They lost to them twice. That's out. They're four and five now. They got a game at the Saints next week of one seven in a row. They're they're in a tough spot, but you know if it's going to keep going back to Kirk Cousins as the quarterback, show me some show me who they're going to do that's better than that. that that's that's what I'm going to come back to. I mean, he certainly didn't lose in the game today. No, <laughs> that's he didn't. For sure. So I you know I, I don't know what they're waiting for to sign him to a contract because I think if you let him walk, I, I just want to see who exactly you're going to put in that spot. Once again, Kevin, great job out there with uh, Charles Davis, Pam Oliver, calling the uh, Vikings win 38-30 over the Redskins. Thanks, Kevin. We appreciate it. Thanks, Kev. Thanks, guys. See you soon. All right, now. All right, now let's uh, bring on Dick Stockton. He was there for that Titans win against the Bengals, along with Mark Schlereth and Shannon Spake. Uh, Dick, good to talk to you right now. Titans on a roll right now, sitting at 6-3. and three. What did you make of today's game? Well, I think the Titans uh, showed what teams do when they're when they're winning teams. I mean, this is a situation where they were trailing, and then they got a touchdown to win the game after they were trailing for the first time. And uh, uh, Mariota led them down the field to win. Uh, this is a team that's won four in a row for the first time since 2009. Uh, they're tied for first in the division. There's nothing spectacular about this team. I don't even know what their identity is, but they managed to win. And they do it on both sides of the ball. And Cincinnati played well today. Uh, well, speaking of Cincinnati, what what do, what do they need to do to right the ship? Because they've taken some tough beats, uh, the three and six, one and four. Um, what, what do they need to do to right the ship? Is it time to move on? Uh, you know, from from the coach, is it time to yeah. to, to look for other options? Yeah. Well, you know, from a, it's a situation where two years ago they won the division, and uh, I don't think they're, you know, one thing we've known about them is that they have good talent, and they've lost a lot of talent to free agency. Two offensive linemen, you know, Whitworth, the, the left tackle, uh, they don't have quite the talent they had. They always relied on that. They're still an undisciplined team. Um, I don't know if they move on from the coach or not. That You know, I can't tell. I'm not in, the, in that situation. Uh, but the offensive line has really not played well. And uh, they had more offense today than they had in a while. They haven't run the ball. That's been the problem. The defense is on the field too long. That's kept them into games. But uh, there's something that needs to be adjusted there. And for years, they've been saying, hey, you know, Marvin, is he the right guy and all that? And he comes back like, as I said, from two years ago, he won the division title. So uh, I don't know the answer to that. But they did play better today. Uh, they've been in a funk, and they did play better and almost won the game. Dick, getting back to uh, Tennessee, uh, Mariota today using his legs a little bit more than he had the last couple of weeks. I know the these option quarterbacks, you know, they seem hesitant to allow them to run the ball in fear of injury. Obviously, he had an injury last year. Uh, is there an indication? Because it just seems like he's a totally different quarterback when you allow him to use his legs once in a while. 
Yeah, you can't do that, though. I mean, that's the problem. He's going to get hurt. I mean, he had a hamstring problem this year. He took off. He had a 28-yard run on their first drive. I think he ended up being close to their leading rusher, believe it or not, even though they have, uh, you know, Henry and, and DeMarco Murray, who scored three touchdowns today. Uh, I think he's going to have to win with his arm. I like Mariota. I have to tell you, I like Mariota a lot. I think he's cool under pressure. Uh, if he makes a mistake, he comes right back. Uh, again, this is a team that's not going to be easy for anyone to play because it's not about let's stop one guy or two guys, okay? So I think the team, and they're a together team. They really are. I know coaches talk about it. We have fun. We want to be together. They are. They are all of those things. And and uh, I will say Mike Malarkey was concerned going in. He says, we sometimes play down to our opposition, and I don't think that was the case. I think Cincinnati played up to what Tennessee was about. Uh, what is um, going back to the Bengals? Uh, the Tennessee's pretty much, you know, who they are. But the Bengals, in terms of rushing the ball, do you see them trying to get uh, mixing more carries? Yeah, he, uh, he led yeah. all, all running backs with carries. I know they really liked him uh, coming out of school. Do you think uh, it's something that they want to do? Work him more into the game plan in, in terms of running the football? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From he's their their number one running back now. The only, and he's a good receiver. The only thing that I wonder about is he going to be, uh, you know, you say more carries. Is he going to be tough enough to avoid injuries? He's not what you would call, you know, your, you know, Legarrette Blunt type of runner or another runner like that. And so I think you got to support him with another maybe a bigger back uh, than he is. I mean, he's versatile and he scored, you know, and he has that ability to score to touch something. But but I think that um, I wouldn't rely on him for a lot of carries. That's the problem. I think they're going to need another back to compliment him. It was the one millionth sporting event covered by this man, the legend himself, <laughs> the great Dick Stockton. You ever keep track of that, Dick, over your career? How many? Yes, one million one hundred and thirty-five thousand. I didn't want to shortchange you. I, I shortchanged you on that one, Dick. Great yeah. stuff as always, Dick Stockton. Thank you so you much. You guys are great. Thank, Thank you, you. Thanks for having me on. See you all right, there he is, uh, Man, the great Dick Stockton. We all could be so lucky, huh? huh? I mean, you, you, you're nearing that in, in, in your broadcasting uh, not prowess. Even close. I mean, Stockton is a play-by-play guy. I mean, please. I mean, I the man's been doing it forever. Great, always great enthusiasm. All right, uh, we got lots to cover today. Uh, talking about not only the games this morning, but some of the games going on right now from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We'll give you a little bit more on that bizarre twist on that Charger-Jacksonville game and how the Jags all of a sudden are very much a legitimate playoff contender coming up next. Hi, right, it's Salam. Well, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Again, some crazy games this morning in the NFL. One of the craziest was, and really was, you know, not much of a game for most of the game. But the last two minutes, think about this. The Chargers had a 17-14 to 14 lead with two minutes to go. They intercepted two passes in the last two minutes from Jacksonville. Ball game over, right? And still lost the game. Now, how's that possible? You intercept two passes in the last two minutes of the game with the lead and still lose the game. They are the Chargers. They are. There it is. That is the answer. Go Chargers! You just seem to find ways to lose. And with that loss, any miracle for the L.A. Chargers of making the playoffs extinguished their 3-6. and six. It's over. Meanwhile, Jacksonville, and I'm watching Blake Bortles. He's terrible. He, he's never. He's good. just not good. But that defense came up big again. 
Uh, by the way, the Jacksonville Jaguars better get themselves under control. Two taunting calls uh, in the last two minutes plus overtime. Well, when you're we haven't been good for so long, right? <laughs> I mean, come and on. then you get some momentum going. Guys start feeling themselves. Yeah, right? but I mean, if it could cost you a game, and on the one on Marquise Lee, yeah, that was just. I mean, he gets blown up. He thinks there's a flag on the. They picked up the flag on the hit because it was a legal hit. They don't pick up the flag on his taunting, moving him from the 22 to the 37 yard line. Then they throw an interception well, when they seemingly at that point were in a position to kick a field goal to tie it. Tom Coughlin will be having some words. Oh, He'll be having some words. That that's what. When you come in on Monday and you're excited and you guys uh, you guys win, you know, all of right. that. And he comes down from upstairs and he pulls those plays up and we go through a whole scenario of what could have happened. Yeah. And in that what could have happened moment, you guys lose the game. So this will be a teaching moment for old Tom. And look, they're a young team. They're excited. They're tied for the division lead. When's the last time that happened? And they're finding ways to win. They're finding ways to win tough games, you know. So, with Blake Bortles, their quarterback. So, yeah, they're, they're filling themselves a little bit. They had another taunting play on the interception, by the way, Phillip Rivers. <laughs> well, I mean, what, are you, what was that play? He His arm strength is just not there anymore. Well, no, of course not. And so he throws a ball. It's intercepted. Run all the way back to the one. But again, unsportsmanlike conduct moves it back to the 16. And even though Josh Lambeau, the former Charger kicker, kicks the game winner, that was tipped. I mean, that easily could have been blocked. And remember, it's only a 10-minute overtime these days. There was only three minutes to go. That could have been that could have been it. So right. instead of having the ball at the one, you end up with the ball at 16 and then barely survived on a tipped field goal attempt. So, yeah, Jacksonville – a surprise team right now, but the coaching staff's got to get a hold of these players and saying, look, there's a time and place. Ephraim, I remember way back in the <laughs> glory days of the silver and black when the Raiders were the most hated team and the most penalized team in the NFL, but they got their penalties when they were up two touchdowns. You know what I mean? Right. When, when the game has been put away. Then they start, you know, diving at people and picking up personal fouls. They're not getting penalties that are going to cost them a game. Yeah, that's and that's – uh... You know, it's a shame when whenever you have penalties like that uh, towards the end of a game that can uh, affect the outcome. But they didn't let it affect them. They end up winning that ball game. San Diego Chargers. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. so, sorry about By that. By the way, the whole well, game they said LA, Angeles, LA, 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 LA. They just called it out. They wouldn't even say Chargers. No. They were just trying just to remind themselves. It sounds so wrong. It does. Of course it does. Come on. All right. How about the Saints? How about the Saints, Ooh, folks? I, look, I tell you what. Seven straight wins. They annihilate the Bills 47 to 10 in Buffalo. Remember, Bills came in at five and three. Bills suddenly are taking on water. But how has this happened with the Saints? They started 0 2. The last few years, they've been a non factor. Most people just think, you know, Drew Brees, Sean Payton sort of playing out the string. I know this defense has surprised a lot of people. I don't remember the last time we were talking about a Saints defense making a difference, but right now that's exactly what's happening. Let me pose a question to you. If I were to say to you, the Saints, you not knowing anything about the game, didn't watch it, don't know any stats. Yeah. If I were to say to you, the Saints beat Buffalo 47-10. to I would say Drew Brees, 450 yards passing, five touchdowns, five touchdowns at least. Would you believe if I said – 
184 yards passing. What? 25 attempts. Was he hurt? Did he sit out the second half? No touchdowns. What? That's impossible. Did he set out what he, he sat after the first quarter? No, right? no. That was a whole game? All of a sudden, out of nowhere, the New Orleans Saints can rush the ball. You mean after they, they gave up on Adrian Peterson? They had almost Adrian Peterson's like, where is yards this team? And I, remember Adrian Peterson was complaining because they weren't giving him any carries? Absolutely. Now look at him. Everyone's getting carries. I mean... Although Arizona is a better fit for him, because mm-hmm. uh, they can give him 37 carries like they did a couple weeks ago. Sure. No one on New Orleans had more than 21 carries, but it was what they were doing with the carries. They had six rushing touchdowns, 298 yards rushing on 48 carries. When is the last That's time? Cr- n- never. Never. How about never. the Saints had 48 when, rushing never. attempts? And only 25 passing attempts. That's unbelievable. When is the last time they had Never. twice as many rushing attempts as passing attempts? Not as long. Maybe when Ironhead Hayward, God rest <laughs> his soul, was there. But other than that, never. I'm never. telling you. Yeah. So it is a new Saints team and that has they suddenly can, rattled off seven straight wins. The, the, look, the scary thing is if they can win like this, even if it's not – even if it doesn't have this much disparity, if they can find a way to have a balance between passing the ball, between – 27 to 35 times a game and rushing the ball anywhere from, you know, 30 to 40 times a game, this team would be unstoppable. By the way, the Rams right now are trailing Houston 7-6 about a minute to go. Where is the Rams' offense? Early on, it looked like it was going to continue to roll. Remember, the Rams came into this game, the number one scoring offense in the league, and you know, it's been sort of a popular, the Rams are in at 6-2. and two. Listen to the Rams' schedule coming up. Are you ready for this? <laughs> so, after today's home game against the Texans, they're at Minnesota, Saints at home. At Minnesota, mm. Saints at home. Both those teams are sitting at 7-2. and two. At the Cardinals, Eagles at home. At the Seahawks. At the Titans. Hey. Holy mackerel. Guess I mean, what? I, 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 Wow. If you want to be good, <laughs> if you want to be good, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to sit here and say that they're about to, you know, run into it because I picked them to make the playoffs. Right. All I'm saying is once a team is clicking, we're halfway through the season now, a team is clicking, everybody's on the same page, you know, they believe in themselves. And and that's all, you, that's all it takes. That's all it takes. You believe in yourself, you think you belong, then at at a certain point it doesn't matter who's on the schedule. And I'm sure they've developed that type of mentality because, look, we can't affect them. We don't know anything about them, but we know what we can do. Six and two could turn into eight and seven real quick. Yes, it could. Real quick. Why, in would, those you, seven why games. would you? Why would you put that in the air like that? I'm just. I'm just. I'm looking what, at man. that schedule, and again, because last Shame. week we were talking here, Ephraim, about Minnesota and New Orleans, because mm-hmm. you know, last week we had Philadelphia and the Rams. They both put up 51 points, the sexy teams. And I'm like, you know, Minnesota's 6-2, and two, and New Orleans is 6-2. and two. How legit are they? Well, Vikings go on the road today against the Redskins, and not your normal Viking game. No. Case Keenum was able to out-throw Kirk Cousins in a shootout game, and then you have the Saints blowing out the Bills on the road. So suddenly – that NFC where we were just anointing that Eagles Rams right, NFC Championship game not so fast Ephraim no like it's, it's not <laughs> it's not so fast it, what we're finding out that is more parity uh, than we thought previously in the NFC 
and there's some teams out there vying for their spot. All that right, first and second seed. They want they want that, and I love it. I, I mean, I guess this second half of the season, this is when real football is played. The weather starts to mm, change. Mm. You know, every game counts. Mm. You know who you are as a team. You know what you want to be, and you know. For in some cases, you're getting guys who've been hurt or banged up. You're getting them back. So you're in a situation where you're putting your best foot forward every week, and we're seeing some good games. This is when Ephraim would dig in. This is where Salam would suddenly take over. Oh, all right. Yeah. This is where he would say, all right, oh, yeah. you know, time yeah. to turn the page. Run in November. It, run it behind me. Guys. Run it behind Ephraim right now. All right. We've got <laughs> some close games going on right now in the afternoon, going into the evening. Here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, David, what's happening in these games right now? A lot going on. Dallas and Atlanta going toe-to-toe. First and goal just outside the 10. And the play fake and a bootleg to the right. And Prescott pumps. He's got the five. He dives to the goal line. Touchdown, Prescott. An 11-yard run. Cowboys Radio Network, that's been it. That was early on. It's 7-3, Dallas. That game is on Fox. There's about 4.15 to play in the first half. Three field goals for the L.A. Rams, and that is it. Greg Zerline so far perfect from 27, 33, and 50. Rams lead the Texans 9-7. Giants 13-10 now over the San Francisco 49ers. And, oh, Steve, I had to play this one for you. So it'll be a 30-yarder instead of a 35-yarder. For the win, former Charger Josh Lambeau from the left hash. Snap high, kick is low, but it is good. In a season full of tough losses, this is certainly the toughest for the Chargers, who managed to find themselves on the wrong side of more one-score games than any other team in the league. That kick was even tipped by Adrian Phillips. Chargers Radio Network, they fought a 3-6 and six in the year after the Jaguars got them 20-17. to 17. They suck. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing right now. If you're a die-hard Charger fan, one of the few, um, you're upset right now. San Diego, by and large, is celebrating right now, and L.A. still doesn't know the Chargers are here. All right, so that's basically the breakdown on the Charger game, all right? That is correct. Those diehard, few diehard Charger fans upset their team, falls to 3-6. and six. San Diego, by and large, is celebrating. It's going to be a good show for me in San Diego tomorrow. I can tell you that. <laughs> and L.A. still don't know, doesn't know they're here. No, because we got the Rams. Exactly. We got the Rams, Hell man. Yeah. Well, At the I, beginning I, of the year, we thought that the Chargers had the best quarterback in L.A. We're finding out that is not the case. No, right now. And by the way, halftime, Rams leading uh, Houston 9-7. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% more on your car insurance at Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. And the only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, some of the games we mentioned here, the 49ers looking for their first win of the season. I wanted to get to your Falcons, though. You know, this is still a salvageable year for the defending NFC champions. They started the year 3-0, then they lost three in a row. They split the last couple of games, lost a tough one on the road to Carolina. You're hosting the Cowboys without Ezekiel Elliott. When are these Falcons going to wake up? Uh, You know what? I don't know. I don't know. And... uh... Say what you want. It's a different Falcon team, especially offensively. They lose Kyle Shanahan. He's now the head coach at the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, they bring in Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, Why? I, I have no idea. And it's evident by the play calling. They're very vanilla. 
They don't take advantage of the tremendous offensive weapons that they have. And they find themselves in situations where they're either unable to catch up to teams in the fourth quarter or losing leads. And, you know, I, I, I'm never one to just flat out blame coaches, but I just don't think it's a good fit. You know, I don't, I don't think, uh, Steve is a, is a good fit in terms of being the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons because he's not using the weapons. He's not using, you know, Julio Jones. He's a weapon. Coleman Freeman's out today. I believe in concussion. Uh, Muhammad Sanu. They have too many weapons to be struggling, trying to put up points. They have three points going into almost halftime. It just doesn't make sense. Last year. In his MVP season, Matt Ryan had 38 touchdown passes, seven interceptions. This year, going into today's game, he has 11 touchdown passes with seven interceptions. I mean, that's the come-down player of the year. So are we seeing anything different with Matt Ryan, or is it simply the play? I mean, could the play calling be that bad well, it's all to about, see that kind of drop-off in your quarterback? It's all about being comfortable. And, and yes, I'm, I'm sure the majority of the plays are similar, but it's all about when you call him, where you call him. Maybe he doesn't have as much control as he had last year. New offensive coordinators want to come in and, and impose their, their terminology and, and their style of play. So you take an MVP and you put restrictions on him, and I'm not saying this is accurate, but it seems like it. You put restrictions on him and, and – and, and hamper his ability to to run the offense he's been tremendously successful with. And then you have a a, a subpar year. That's what we're seeing right now. The Packers got a must win today on the road against the Bears. Their first win with Brett Hundley. Now, he played the entire game. He played decently, certainly the best game he's played since taking over for the injured Aaron Rodgers. But after the game, they said he's hurt, which would be – Bad news for Green Bay. That would be terrible. I don't think Joe Callahan is the guy that they want to step in, unless you want to, of course, get Colin Kaepernick to jump on in. How about that? Huh? How about Colin Kaepernick to jump on in if, indeed, Brett Hundley's injury proves uh, serious? That would make sense. Uh, but you know <laughs> you know how that goes, man. Uh, for whatever reason, they've made this Would you want him as a teammate? Uh, yes. 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 Not even a question. Right. Not even a question. Is he better than Joe Callahan? Yes. <laughs> Is he better than Brett Hundley? Yes. There you go. So, I mean, at this point, is it about winning games or is it about saving face to your cronies or your friends or whatever whatever the situation may be? I'm all for it. Look, I came into the league in 1998, and I came into a league where the mandate was we're going to put the best 11 players on both sides of the ball on the field, no matter when they got drafted, who they are, what they believe in, as long as they are the better player at the position. The only reason I was able to get my start in the NFL as a seventh-round draft pick. Because they gave you a chance. They gave me an opportunity. Right. And that's what it's all about. That's when competition is there. That's when you get the best product on the field. Yeah, if you have to uh, create the competition, I mean, that you're absolutely right. From I, I think so many times again, and we we've talked about going back to Mike McCarthy, for instance. You know, I was talking to Brady about this yesterday. Brady Papinga, of course, uh, a great allegiance to the Packers, and I keep telling him, Mark McCarthy's been exposed. 
Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, he's been the beneficiary of one of the great quarterbacks in the history of the National Football League. You've had three years to develop Brett Hundley. If you recognize that there are certain things that Brett Hundley does differently, then you have to be prepared to utilize and make some changes to fit his skill set and not try him to duplicate Aaron Rodgers. Impossible. He's not Aaron Rodgers. No one is. So you have Brett Hundley the first couple of weeks, still today, only carry the ball a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Brett Hundley's game is let him use those legs. I'm not talking about, you know, you know, taking a direct snap and just taking off and running. Right. But you got to be able – you can't just sit there and expect the him that he's going to read defenses the way Aaron Rodgers does and gets rid of the ball as quickly as Aaron Rodgers does with instant recognition of defenses. That is not Brett Hundley's game. And if you can't make the adjustments, then exactly what are you doing as the head coach? 12 years in Green Bay, great success thanks to Aaron Rodgers – they got to win today. It's against the Bears. They have a rookie quarterback, Trubisky, by the way, played pretty well today, two ninety-seven. But I, I this 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 to me is where quarter you know where coaches are separated. Can you think on the fly? Can you can you think outside the box when it's necessary? And we've seen some coaches do it. We've seen uh, John Fox do it. Yes, we've seen even uh, Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan did it. Uh, with RG3. Yes. You know, so, you know, we talked about this a little last week about getting rid of the ego in terms of a coach. And when you have a player, sometimes you have to alter what your game plan has been to fit the needs of the team and that particular player at quarterback, especially at the quarterback position. By the way, watching this 49er-Giants game right now, they've shown more shots of Jimmy Garoppolo on the sideline than they have of C.J. Beathard on the field. I mean, am I, every time I look up, they're not even – the game is on the field, and they keep showing Garoppolo. What What is your game plan if you're Kyle Shanahan right now uh, with Garoppolo? And by the way, the 49ers are now – just scored a touchdown to take the lead. With 28 seconds left in the first half. The Giants' defense. Did the Giants look like a team that's thrown in the towel? Yes. There's no effort. There's no effort there, offensively or defensively. It's just no effort. A year ago, they won 11 games. Yeah, it's just, I mean, you can get to the point where it's like, boo-hoo, woe is me. Yeah, you lost your entire starting receiving core. We get it. You can't run the ball. We get it. But you still line up to get paid. That defense is making a lot of money. Is and McAdoo done? I mean, I mean, it, they, he said it was fake news yeah, that a right. couple you players say that he had uh, lost the locker room. Right. Fake I, I don't know news. if that's the term you want to t- attach yourself to. Anybody attaching themselves to that term, you know, just you know, seems to have a a, a, a rocky moving forward. But he also meant he's reading self help books right now. Well, I look, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, look, have you ever been on a team where a coach lost the team? No, not really. Really? 13 years in the league? You were no, never on not... a team where even for a week you thought he's lost it? No. Nope. No. No. Oh. Thank God. Must be an awful feeling. That's, I, that I, must I just, be what the Giants are feeling right now. I mean, and he's in New York. You know that media out there. I sure. Mean, just, if they lose this game, if San Francisco gets their first win yes. against the New York football Giants, the writing is on the wall. Well, they have he held, will not uh, return as the coach next year. You well, heard it here first. Well, they have locked down C.J. Beathard. He's 14 of 17, 208 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. In the first half. 
goodness. They better be glad Jimmy Garoppolo's not playing. By the way, that's 10 straight weeks that an opposing tight end has scored a touchdown against the Giants. You're fired. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. The Ezekiel Elliott situation. How is that actually going to benefit the Dallas Cowboys? We'll break it down for you coming up next. Come on, Steve. Come on. I'm enjoying it. I like this. This is good for me. This is good. Alex knows. All right, hey, we got great news. There's a quick way for you to save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Atlanta is taking a 10-7 lead over the Cowboys. This, of course, the Cowboys' first game without Ezekiel Elliott. The question is, how will this affect the rest of the Cowboys' season, Ephraim? And, you know, last week was a a monster victory for them against the Chiefs at home. Yep. So, if indeed this six-game suspension plays out, starting with today's game, I'm going to give you these six games, and then you tell me how many of these games you think the Cowboys will win without Ezekiel Elliott. Ready? Yes. So, we have... Don't even go. Just when when I give you the six games, add them up in your head, and then tell me the total. All right, here we go. At Atlanta, Eagles at home. That's on. uh, That's uh, Eagles at home. Then they have Chargers at home on Thanksgiving. Redskins at home, back to back Thursday games. By the way, then they have ten days off, and they're at the Giants. And then they have a Sunday night game at the Raiders. How many of those games will they win? Two. Two? Yes. You sure you don't mean three? No, they'll win two. Okay, let's go over these. Which two do you have them winning? The Giants. The Giants? And what what else did you say? They have home games Thursday night, home games against the Chargers and Redskins. Chargers and the Giants. Chargers and Giants. You don't think that they can beat the Redskins on a Thursday night at home? No. Really? Yes. I don't. I think that they can win that game. Well, you think you have them losing today, then? I do have them losing today. All right. So I look at this, I, look. I, let me explain. See, it to you. I, let me break can, it down. Because if they can beat that, if they can win that Redskins game, if they go three and three in the six game stretch. That puts them at eight and six. And then their last two games with Ezekiel Elliott back and rested. Seattle at home. That's too much rest, though. That's a lot of rest. At the Eagles. There's nothing he can do to... I have no contact with him at all. I, I He get can't it. return until the Monday before that right. last... Yeah, yeah. But think about it like this. Yeah. What Dallas failed to do while this suspension was looming is they failed to get anyone else prepared to carry the ball. Ezekiel took all of the touches. So you look at him right now in the first half. Dak Prescott has... Four carries for 36 yards. Right. Morris has six carries for eight yards. Bryant Smith, one carry apiece for no yards. So you're telling me that Dak Prescott's going to have to do it all. Yes. And what happens when you use your quarterback as your primary running back? Injury. The threat of injury increases dramatically. So when you... And even if he doesn't sustain a, a big injury, which I, I hope he doesn't, the wear and tear as the season goes on, it begins to grind on him. 
So last thing you want your quarterback to do is be tackled on his shoulders, on his back. You know, you want to protect him as much as you can. Now, if you have design running plays for your quarterback or your quarterback is is scrambling out of the pocket a couple times a game, then, yeah, that's brilliant. But the thing that's been keeping the Dallas Cowboys afloat is the fact that they can hand it off to a workhorse in Ezekiel Elliott. They no longer have a workhorse, and they've no longer prepared. They they haven't prepared themselves not to have a workhorse. I guess Jerry Jones figured he would eventually win out this year, and Zeke would at least play the entire year. He strikes me as someone with that type of ego who would think that. But in reality, it didn't work like that, and now they find themselves in a position to where they're trying to force-feed guys who haven't had any touches at all this year. And the continuity of the running game is going to suffer from that. NFC is so much more interesting this year in the AFC. I mean, I'm looking at the NFC standings right now, playoff standings. You have the Eagles at 8-1. and one. The Vikings and Saints are both 7-2. and two. Rams are trying to get to 7-2 and two today against the Texans. You got the Seahawks and Panthers at 6-3. and three. All the stuff that's come down with Cam Newton and everything else. Still in position. Still in position, sitting at 6-3. and three. But then it, there's this cluster. I mean, you got the Cowboys at 5-3 and three going into today. Mm-hmm. The Lions are 5-4. and four. Packers are 5-4. and four. Washington, 4-5, four and five, still there. Falcons, 4-4. Four and four. They could be there. I mean, yep. that, that is, you know, wow. I mean, that, that whole dynamic, so... So it, well, I mean, if 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 Dallas only wins two games, then they're they're gone. They they they've got to be able to split those six games, and at least give themselves a chance. And it's a possibility. I don't think it'll happen. I, I really think that they leaned heavily on Ezekiel Elliott. I believe that they are a different team without him in the lineup. Uh, he takes a lot of pressure off an offensive line that hasn't been as good as it was last year. He takes a lot of pressure off a still young quarterback and. Dak Prescott, um, and y- you know, I mean, he he has been their answer. He has been more their most valuable player. Uh, I felt that way last year because his ability to lead the league in rushing um, was tremendous in terms of helping another rookie star, their quarterback, not feel so much pressure. He's the daddy. The college football world yesterday was flipped upside Woo! down. I hate Notre Dame. I have no love for the Irish. But we're going to tell you how this might affect the future of the NFL next. Oh, it has been a very interesting Sunday indeed. We are all over the afternoon games. We'll get you ready for Sunday night football as well. It is Ephraim Salam and yours truly, Steve Hartman, here in the Fox Sports Radio studios. Once again, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Well, during the break, we are looking at the college football rankings. Now, again, these are not the playoff rankings. They will come out later, but the AP and coaches' polls are in accord. Alabama's number one. Roll down tide. But the U is number two. Wow. That's right. In fact, in the AP poll, the U got four first-place votes. They wrestled away from Alabama, of course, was uh, fortunate in surviving against Mississippi State. Did you see the end of that Mississippi State game? Yes. Let me ask you this. Ooh. Let me ask you. It's a tie game. <gasps> Alabama's in their own territory. It is third and 15, and you tip off a safety blitz 
I mean, you, you got your safeties like running back and forth toward the line. Hertz is standing there in the shotgun saying, I, I guess they're going to have the safety blitz. And he gets rid of the ball, crossing pattern, 35 yards, next play touchdown. I'm like, right there, right there, I'm firing my defensive coordinator. Why would you have a safety blitz with Alabama in their own, with a minute to go? I, I just like why 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 would you even have a safety blitz on third and fifteen in that situation? That's not what you want to do. This <laughs> is crazy. You probably want to play coverage. Coverage third and fifteen. Well, look, hey man, unbelievable. But anyway, Alabama survived it, that it, game. It, yeah, it's it's shaking up. I'm, I was really surprised that Miami went all the way up to number two. Uh, it's the way they beat Notre Dame. Still, I mean they. Dismantled them. It when is the even... last time you saw the U look like that? Oh, it had to be early two thousands. Yeah, oh four. Yeah, maybe oh two, oh three. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in there. Right. I mean, they put out you know whole entire college teams into the uh, NFL. So <laughs> yes, that backup. Oh, I was at the Rose Bowl game, the BCS championship, when they wiped out Nebraska. That yeah. 01 team. Remember this? Their their running backs. They had. Clinton Portis, Portis. Willis McGahee, and Frank Gore. Right. That's that was your depth crazy. chart at running back. All pro. Yeah. NFL running backs. They had a safety named Ed Reed. They had, I mean, it was absurd. Andre Johnson. You had Jeremy Shockey and Kellen Winslow at tight end. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Hello. And they just ran Nebraska off the field that day. Um, but that was, I mean, they, they, do, they earned it. I mean, they're undefeated. Now they're going to have that big game, the last game. It could be uh, them and Clemson. Clemson, Clemson yeah. that last regular season. Well, that'll right tell there. us what we need to know. I can tell you that. You know, if they went out all the way up into that final game, then you know we'll see. I love this college football season. It really has been unpredictable. Watching Notre Dame go down, people are like, "Why do you hate Notre Dame?" I grew up a Trojan. My father. I mean, so when you're raised by a Trojan, you hate Notre Dame. And then when I went to UCLA, I hated Notre Dame basketball because in those days, in the late 70s, there was a right. rivalry with Digger Phelps and the Notre Dame-UCLA basketball program. So I'm, when, anytime I watch Notre Dame just circle the drain, do you see Brian Kelly on the sidelines? Oh. He's like, he, I mean, they were favored. Yes. Three and a half point yeah. favorites on the road. Nobody saw that coming. Not this. Not like this. Let I me mean, ask, that was a beatdown. That too. was an absolute beatdown. Which, right. you know – catapulted them to the number two in the country. All right, I want to uh, ask you about quarterbacks right now. So I've been watching some of the uh, mock drafts, mm-hmm. checking them out. There's a consensus right now. Still, there there could be as many as five quarterbacks taken in the first round. What do we got going here, Rams? Wow. How about a 95-yard <laughs> touchdown pass? A 95-yard touchdown pass from Jared Goff. <laughs> Jared Goff. Goff. Literally standing in the end zone. Wow. 95-yard touchdown pass. He's a weapon. Do you remember to how— To Woods. Do you have any recall of how the bad same Woods Jared Goff was last Buffalo year? Buffalo didn't want. Oh, look at that. They blew the coverage, too. I'm right on the money. Yeah, 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 yeah. I tell you what, man. Okay, Rams. I see you, L.A. We're going to see how this thing shakes out. Officially 94 yards on the touchdown. Goff's uh, numbers, I just actually was uh, clicked it on when it flashed up the yards. 14 of 25, 220 yards, and that score 
as the Rams extend their lead right now to 16-7 over the Texans. So the Rams sort of, you know, sleepwalking early in this game. First half, not much offensively, but they get the big play right there. That's a sign of a very good team. By the way, Gurley only has 21 yards rushing in this game. The Rams have only run for 34 yards against that Texans defense. All right, speaking of quarterbacks, so there's a lot of people looking at the Jimmy Garoppolo uh, trade Mm -hmm. to the 49ers. Like Kyle Shanahan, instead of, you know, playing out the string and looking at a Sam Darnold or a Josh Rosen or some of the other quarterbacks that could be available in this draft, he looked at him and said, I don't like any of those guys. Okay. So let me ask you right now. Mm -hmm. Here's what the mock drafts are saying. So your number one quarterback is Sam Sam Darnold. Darnold. Do you still believe that? Do you think that Sam Darnold, if he were – how about this? I'm going to give you a combination for the Cleveland Browns. Ready for this? No. I'm going to give you a combination. No. Go ahead. Goodbye, Hugh Jackson. Hard to to say goodbye to a guy that's 1-23, but you say goodbye to Hugh. Okay. Jim Harbaugh and Sam Darnold starting together in Cleveland next season. Boom. Way to go. How about that? Jim Harbaugh, head coach of the Browns. It's so damn hot. Why would he do that? Well, maybe because Why? the expectations Tell me what, at you Michigan got, you got, are no, a little bit no, unrealistic. No, no, you got to give me something. No, you got make. He took a 49er team from six and ten to thirteen and three in the NFC Championship game his first year in twenty eleven. Cleveland. Let's put it this way: if he, Cleveland. if if he, Cleveland. were turning around in Cleveland with Sam Darnold, he basically has a walk into the Hall of Fame. I get it, but it's number, coaching number, at the highest let me, level. Let me tell you the this. National let me tell you this. Number one, yeah. If Cle- Cleveland has the number one pick in the draft, right. Then Sam Donald's staying in school, unless Jim Harbaugh's the head coach. I don't. I don't think that. If Jim Harbaugh's the head coach, there's no way Sam Darnold would say no to Jim Harbaugh. I, I. I don't believe that. What? Because you still have to live and play in Cleveland. Cleveland's nice. Really? Yay. I say that living here in Southern California right. my whole life. Is that why LeBron's on his way to L.A. next year? Can you imagine oh, Jim me? Harbaugh's wife? She's like, let me get this straight. You started your coaching career in San Diego, right. USD. Beautiful. Love Then it. you went up to Palo Alto, mm-hmm. right? And then you stayed in the Bay Area with the 49ers. Beautiful. So Loved all it. of that California living. Loving it. Now all of a sudden we're in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Oh, it's kind of cold up here. And now you want to go to Cleveland. No shot. Are we shot. going in the right direction? No <laughs> shot, honey. Can't do it. You're on your own. All right, so let's 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 bring fantasy into play. Okay. Jim Harbaugh and Sam Darnold starting together day one in Cleveland. Just like day one, Bill Wallace was starting with a guy named Joe Montana. They went two and fourteen, six and ten, they won the Super Bowl. Could there be a similar progression if this fantasy played out of Jim Harbaugh in Cleveland? and Sam Darnold? In Cleveland? In Cleveland. No, man. Come on. No. They don't have enough pieces in place. The fact that the organization continues to make poor decisions in terms of bringing in talent, drafting players, and signing free agents. But that was the same way Stanford was a one-win team when he went to Stanford. The the 49ers were a total disarray when he took over. Stanford is in Northern California. Right. So are the 49ers. None of them are in Cleveland. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so, so right. really what you're so saying that's a, is what i'm saying is that's a tough move okay that's a tough sell okay and i get it sam darnold no one sam darnold does not want to play for cleveland but that, it's he jim doesn't harbaugh 
I am putting no. Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh doesn't want to play for Cleveland. What if I bring he doesn't in, want to coach for him. What if I bring in Peyton Manning as a front office executive? You need more. You got to give me a couple years <laughs> in, in that first. I, I just. All right. It, it's so much that needs to be fixed. Do you want, as Sam Donald, do you want to spend your first couple years in the league, like, really getting the molasses beat out of you? Like, you don't want that. I remember when Cleveland was lousy in the mid-'80s and they brought in Bernie Kosar. Yeah. With Marty Schottenheimer. Yep. And it worked. It worked. They won. And they when? Couldn't, they couldn't when was Denver that? In the, in the 80s. Oh, okay. Cool. But history can repeat itself. <laughs> Look at the Rams. The Rams have 10 straight losing seasons. Mm-hmm. Now look at them. They're in L.A. It's so, a difference. So are you telling me if it's they were difference. in St. Louis the last couple of years and Jared Goff, they would still be where they were before? That in Because they're in L.A.? I didn't. I mean, this is an interesting angle you're taking here. I mean, for a guy that had some success in Atlanta, not in L.A. or New York or nope. Chicago, right? Nope. I have six, Yeah, but I don't play quarterback. Mm. It's a difference. <laughs> It's a difference. So you're telling I'm me. I'm a grunt, okay? Uh, I'm a, I'm an I'm a infantry guy. I'm a grunt, all right? Yeah, well, it's your grunt work that allows the quarterback to stand up. I upright. get it. So it doesn't matter the weather. The, not, none of that matters for us up front, okay? We're the toughness of the team, right? They're the pretty boys back there. They don't want to be touched. They want sun beaming on their faces. I get it, right? They want to get in their convertible Bentleys and drive to – the Palisades or Malibu to their home. Did you ever tell Chris Chandler, by the way, I'm prettier than you? No. No. I, first, I was a kid. Yeah. All right? And that 98 season that he had was one of the greatest seasons I'd ever seen before. Because of his rookie tackle. Well, I was a part of it. <laughs> how, were, how were they the year before you showed up? Not uh, so good. Well, you know, look, I... I'm never one to sell myself short, okay? <laughs> That's never been the problem. But I will say, yes. Uh, and I was just with this gentleman last week. I was out in Atlanta. We're filming a movie out there. Uh, and I was with one of my closest friends, uh, Bob Whitfield, Bob who was our perennial pro-, pro Bowl left tackle when I got to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I will say this, without Bob Whitfield and his ability uh, – his friendship, his tutelage, he took me under his wing, and he taught me what being a pro is all about. And, you know, as a seventh-round draft pick, I didn't have any money. Like, I had less than like, – I, So I what, was, what did you do with that million-dollar contract yeah, you signed as a rookie? Right. <laughs> My signing bonus was $19,000. 19000 Is uh, that the – My yearly salary yeah. was $165,000 before taxes. Did you I have an started, agent? I started all 19 games, including right. the Super Bowl. Right. Um, yeah, I had an agent. Mm-hmm. I literally was in debt. <laughs> How about your playoff money? Did that make up the debt? I bought a truck with my playoff money. There you go. We had uh, a divisional. We had a buy. We had a divisional playoff game. Yeah. We had the NFC Championship game, and we had the Super Bowl. Almost made more in three games <laughs> than I did in the entire season. Not bad. Not bad. Right. Uh-oh, Atlanta just scored again. Boom, Your boom, Falcons boom. extending their lead 16-7, pending the extra point, eight and a half minutes to go. Another Matt one. Ryan looking MVP-like with a perfect strike. Ooh, touchdown. Dallas in trouble right now. All right, we'll continue to bring 
some of the names that are being bantered about, you know, those franchise-changing quarterbacks, separating fact from fiction from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, coming up next. Harmon and Salam, Fox Football Sunday. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in your car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. All right, let's talk some NFL. Talk some Gator football as well. Well, really, Florida college football. Let's put it that way. From Sirius XM NFL Radio Sporting News NFL Insider, the great Alex Marvez, back on. I feel like I just talked to you, Alex. I know, Steve. It was just yesterday, and the Gators hadn't lost another one yet, but they found a way to do it. But at least there was good effort, Steve. And I can deal with losing with good effort, better performance than against Missouri. And, hey, Missouri, the team that is uh, getting people crushed. I guess Butch Jones gets fired today. They crushed the Gators a previous week. Watch out for those Tigers. Uh, by the way, uh, we, we were just talking, Ephraim and I, about this whole dynamic between Florida State, Florida, and the U. How do you feel as a Florida Gator to see the U suddenly shoot up to number two in the polls after their domination of Notre Dame last night. You know, we, you know, as a Gator, we don't really, like, like UM is like, okay, great, but that's their own world. It's not like Florida State. I mean, there's actually a law on the books in the state of Florida, and boy, oh boy, do we have some legal issues sometimes, but there's actually a law on the books that says that Florida and Florida State are required to play every year. So not Florida and Miami. So, you know, as long as FSU loses each week, I feel a little bit better. <laughs> and, as, and as for the U, you know eh, you know what? It, it's great for college football in a lot of ways. It's been fun to see a new team come up, and everyone loves the turnover chain. It's a great idea. It's something that makes football fun, which I'm all for. Alex, let's talk a little bit about already some crazy things happening in the NFL. We were talking about this earlier about the Vikings and the Saints. Because all the tension's been on the Eagles and the Rams, maybe on a collision course for the NFC Championship. Let's start with the Saints. Blowout win at Buffalo today. And they threw half as many passes (laughs) as they had running plays. Unreal. Three zero touchdown passes. They scored 47. What is going on in New Orleans? 298 rushing yards against the Bills. And boy, oh boy. You know, and, and by the way, that's 298 rushing yards. That's more offense then the Bills were able to generate running and passing by a wide margin, too, because I think they were held to just about 200 yards in Buffalo. And, and listen, let's, let's not discredit the Saints here. What they've been able to get going is this two-headed monster of Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. And, you know, Adrian Peterson just didn't fit into this because he doesn't have the skill set. He's a guy who's going to need to touch the football a number of times in a game, try to wear down the defense, and that's not how Sean Payton uses his running backs. And Adrian, not a great receiver out of the backfield. These two guys are. So, you know, you look at that, and then getting Michael Thomas on track today as well. You know, it's funny. A guy catches nine passes for 117 yards. Nobody's talking about it, right? Everyone's talking about what they're able to do on the ground, but that's a testament. Listen to a team, too, that in previous years, you know, when you get them out of the dome, not so good, right, especially in a little bit of chilly weather, didn't affect them one bit, and this Buffalo Bills team right now really looks like they're in a little bit of a free fall here. You know, and it's a real shame for folks in western New York because they're used to the Bills starting strong and then starting to fade at the midway point of the season, and this team looking just like that. So looking at the, the Saints' remaining schedule, can they keep this up? Can they be, uh, you know, the dominant team in the NFC? Is it, well, is it possible? So because once they get that, Ephraim, you know this, once they get that, that dome rocking, that oh, place yeah. is miserable. Oh, I hated playing there. 
win. Yeah, right. Oh. I mean, they lost that magic in recent years, but now that they're playing well there, you know how much the fans are amped and how much they're going to be into it. I think that's big. The fact that they already have one victory over Carolina on the road is huge because clearly that's a team right now that you'd have to say is in it for the division title. But the thing that they have with it with the uh, with the Saints though is this: that look, you know, they're playing a really tough division. If the Falcons continue to beat the Cowboys and win this game, they're going to be at five and four. You would figure Carolina, they're favored by nine tomorrow night against Miami Dolphins. If that holds true, they're going to improve and keep that division, you know, keep right on their heels in the division. So, I mean, again, I, I just don't think that there's a chance for the Saints team to slip up. But if I'm not mistaken, they don't have any cold weather games remaining on the schedule. They're pretty much playing in a warm weather site or in the comfy confines of the indoor dome, and that's not a bad thing for this squad. Uh, after the Vikings' victory today, Case Keenum joked that he has a uh, Teddy Bridgewater jersey. Let me ask you this. If you're Zimmer right now, you've got a quarterback that's rolling, uh, and you look at their schedule coming up, they have a home game against the Rams, and then they have three straight road games against the Lions, Falcons, and Panthers. Is this the right time to bring back Teddy Bridgewater, or should they just say, you know, Teddy, we know you're our guy, but, I mean, it just seems that that would be – that's a lot to ask for a guy that's been out for two years to suddenly jump into the season at this point, especially when the Vikings are sitting at 7-2. and two. Exactly, and that's why, and I think Teddy understands that too. I mean, look, the guy was just happy to be in uniform today, right? I mean, tears of joy strolling down his face, streaming down his face, and that's that's just a tremendous thing and a, and a true testament to you know what he, you know, the adversity that he's overcome with that horrific knee injury. But you look at the way the Vikings are scoring points ever since October ninth; they've scored twenty or more points in each of these past five games. And Case Keenum today, a career high four touchdowns. I mean, you know, with the way the offense is humming, I don't think you upset the apple cart. Now, listen. Listen, if, if he should go into some sort of late-season swoon or something like that, that's one thing. But I think you got to keep going with the guy that's getting you here right now, and that's Case Keenum, a very balanced offense. And by the way, let's give some props here to Pat Shermer, offensive coordinator. Think about what he's had to deal with, losing Sam Bradford, losing Dalvin Cook, and yet this unit doesn't skip a beat. Right, and so what does that do to Sam Bradford? You know, Case Keenum has, has definitely uh, put up an argument to be at least the number 2 quarterback, so – what happens uh, moving forward with Sam Bradford? Tricky situation here because all three quarterbacks he from are, are unrestricted free agents in 2018. That's the way it's set to be right now. So what I think has to happen is first, you know, in case Keenum, an incredible bargain this year, one year, $2 million. I think Sam Bradford is the odd man out for the same reasons that he was the odd man out with the, you know, St. Louis Rams then at the time because they couldn't trust him to stay healthy. Uh, they had to move on. It was just too much in that organization. And I think that's what you're looking at as well right now with Sam Bradford. And I'll be honest with you. I, I mean, I've been talking to people people close to the organization, we may have seen the last of Sam Bradford as a football player. Mm. And I say that because his knee is just such a mess. He had that recent arthroscopic surgery to put him on IR. But, you know, you have to ask yourself, you made $115 million, you know, in the NFL. And I know that it may not end the way that you want, but do you want to be able to walk and enjoy time with your kids as time goes on, or do you want to risk getting re-injured again? I mean, that's a tough question that only Sam Bradford can answer. Yeah, it's time to go do something else. Yeah, probably. Uh, He's collected enough money. Remember, he was the last one of the rookies quarterbacks to get that huge money before like they all 60 altered. million guaranteed was, or something crazy uh if the winless 49ers defeat the hapless giants and right now it's 17 13 niners with about five and a half minutes to go in the third quarter alex what what is the fate of mcadoo right now with the giants is he safe for a year can they just say you know what 
we got to give this guy another chance, or is he in deep trade? Because uh, he's been saying all this strife on the team that's being reported is fake news. Right. And, you know, listen, I think, you know, we've met, we talked about it a little bit, Steve. 53 guys in a locker room. Not all 53 guys are going to be happy. But I believe Ben McAdoo's safe for at least this season. But if the team, you know, we have to see how they respond as well down the stretch. Are they playing hard in December? Are they responding to Ben McAdoo? Are players like Jack Rabbit Jenkins still going to challenge him? You know, can, you know, these types of things still have to go. And then also it's an organizational question as well. Do you believe that Jerry Reese is the right guy to get this team back to where they want to be, which is in the Super Bowl hunt? And, you know, Jerry's had some terrible drafts, hit home runs in free agency last year. This year, not so much, you know. And, and I'll show you an example. Brandon Marshall. Okay, this is an offense that is predicated upon wide receivers being able to shake man coverage. You know, you don't have a lot of pick rub, pick plays, rub routes, things like that. It's a Green Bay type of offense, and they rely on athletic receivers to get open for the quarterback. Well, what are you doing signing Brandon Marshall? The guy's 33 years old. I mean, he's not really the fastest guy. He's never played in this type of system before, and you think this is a smart free agent acquisition? I mean, it's those types of things, the inability to address the offensive line properly. Everyone knew that was a weakness, the lack of, of success with the running backs spot. These are all black marks on Jerry Reese's resume, and I think it's going to be awfully tough for the Giants to justify this, keeping them back if this team goes 2-14, and 3-13, and, and and loses to San Francisco. But again, I don't think any change is being made until after the season. I got bad news for you, Alex. UAB is certainly no walkover uh, for Florida. <laughs> <laughs> you know that. I mean, you know. He's just going to kick you while you're down, they're, man. They're bowl eligible, UAB. So the Blazers, you know, even though it's down there, you know, Gainesville, but I, I just I want a victory for you, Alex. You know, I love you, man. I just, I, we, I, you need, know, we need one, yes. You need a victory. Although I'm bitter about UCLA winning last night. You see, every time they win, that means Jim Moore is still breathing as a UCLA head coach. Yeah. I want him gone. Right. I want Understood. him gone. Yes. Tired I, mean, I can game. understand that. Yes. Uh, Alex, great stuff as always, man. We appreciate it. Thank you. Next week we'll do this from Green Bay. I'll be out there for Packers-Ravens. Oh, very good. Take your coat. Big one for the Packers today. All right. Very good. All right. Thanks so much, Alex Marvez. Here is XM NFL Radio and Sporting News NFL Insider. We're here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Let's check in right now with David and see what's going on with all those games. Man. This just in. L.A. Rams, they just scored two touchdowns in a matter of 30 seconds. Is that Wait, another one? Yes. And some he winds up and deals down the middle. At the 50, it's called in Robert Woods. He's behind everybody. 10-5, touchdown, Robert Woods. Jeez. Rams Radio Network, he just scored. He's got six receptions for 137 yards, two TDs. PAT is coming right now, and it squibbles on through L.A., leading Houston 30 to seven. Goff is uh, twenty-one of thirty-three, three hundred eight, three touchdowns, no picks. Hall of Fame. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. Hey, twenty-one points in the third quarter. Continue. Beautiful. Continue. It also helps when you're playing Tom Savage. Anyways, uh, Falcons taking on the Cowboys. Third and goal at the Dallas three. Atlanta leads by three. Eight and a half to go into third. Ryan set shoots it in zone. Hardy touchdown. Atlanta. And number two patiently waited on a crossing route in the back of the end zone. Falcons Radio Network, they're opening this thing up right now, and they're driving it again on Dallas. It's 17-7, but the football right now is at Dallas's 33-yard line. There's about a minute to play in the third quarter. San Francisco still holding a narrow advantage over the New York Giants. Back to Bether, looking, looking, throwing to the middle. The cross caught by Selleck. 25-20, down the near sideline, all the way. Garrett Selleck, touchdown 49ers. How about that open 
field running. 47-yard touchdown. 49ers Radio Network, C.J. Beathard, efficient. 17-23 for 280, two scores. San Francisco over the Giants, 17-13. Uh, earlier on today, Pittsburgh Steelers won in Indianapolis, 20-17. They lost Joe Hayden, though, with a broken leg. He'll be done for the year. Packers in Chicago, 23-16. And as you guys talked about just a few minutes ago, Saints rolled up the Bills 47-10. New Orleans, 298 yards on the ground, rushing impressive for Mark Ingram and also Alvin Kamara. How about this? The three scoring drives for the Rams. One was a two-play drive. One was a three-play drive. And the last one was a one-play drive. That's when you know your offense is clicking. When it's clicking, it's clicking. <laughs> Jeff you made Fisher, a, baby. Right, I know, right? You made a statement at the beginning of, yeah. the, uh, of the show about the Rams' Look, offense okay. not I, showing up. I, I, again, will take credit every time I'm due credit, and right now is one of those times. They knew. They're listening. I mean, while they're playing, they're oh, listening so you to did us did. right now. Okay, good. You know, okay. We're on in L.A., so they're hearing us right now. And they're saying, we're going to show Hartman. And nothing pleases us more than making that buffoon sound wrong. And uh, just like that, an ineffective team first half, up 9-7, is now up 30-7. to They're rolling, man. They're they rolling. Are rolling. And- this, is, this is what happened in 1999 with the Rams. The Rams had had nine straight losing seasons. I know. I was on the other end of the, the, that Rams the team The last twice. five years they were in Orange County, their first four years in St. Louis – they lose what the guy they thought was going to be their starting quarterback in the preseason, Trent Green. They hand the ball to a former Arena Football League quarterback, Kurt Warner, and from the opening gun, boom, and they're scoring. He kept saying, are they for real? Are they for real? Are they for real? And next thing you know, they're hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. Martin. Super Bowl champions after nine straight losing years. This Rams team came into the year with ten straight losing seasons. That's true. The difference there was they had a beast in the backfield yes. named one Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk was a uh, difference maker, yes. Yes, he was. He changed the game for them. He allowed them to do so many things offensively in terms of, no, number one, no one safety, linebacker, corner could guard him coming out of the backfield. No. When he flared out, it was a wrap. So they basically had uh, him, Isaac Bruce, um uh, Tory Holt, uh, Tory Holt, Iz- uh, Oz Akeem, yes, all of these guys, great Ricky Pro, great A receivers, like yes. across the board, great A precision routes, great hands, and a and, very accurate passer. Oh my goodness, an arena league passer who was built to get the ball off fast. He always told me when I, I asked him about his arena football league career, and he said, "You know, when I came back to the NFL after playing the arena football league, everyone looked wide open." Yeah. When you have, yeah. when you're playing in a box, and your margin for error is almost zero in the Arena Football League, and you get back out on a real field, he said everybody looked wide open. Yeah, to it's me. like wow, look at this. He's open. He's open. Well, they did have four of the yeah. best receivers yeah, in the did. league on one team. All right, so so you're 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 falling short here of of making that comparison of the '99 Rams uh-huh. with the 2017 Rams. Is this is, is this a legit Super Bowl mm. winning contender right now? They got the a Rams. tough schedule coming up. They have a loaded schedule coming. What up. I tell you this: if they can navigate through that schedule, they have the Vikings and Saints coming up next. If they can navigate through that, and then schedule, they have the Eagles. If they can navigate <laughs> through that schedule, 
By the way, how's been, the crowd today? They showed a, an aerial view. It looked pretty good. It's getting there. It's getting there. When we I get, mean, the Eagle we, game we, is going to have to be a sellout, Of course. Right? Of course. There will be a lot of Eagles fans there. <laughs> um, but as they win, right. people start to take notice. Well, now, I mean, but they're now, winning with style. That's look, what you have to do in L.A. Win, win with you, style. you got to have some flair. Absolutely. All we need now is for someone on the team to have some type of personality. Goff, somebody. Goff, Goff you know, he, he appearance-wise, they say he's a little Ryan Gosling type, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, I remember last year when he was drafted, one of our news anchors at KTLA immediately said, hmm, like him. All right, so there's a little appeal with the ladies out there. Yeah. But there's no personality with Jerry Goff. Nope. No swag, man. Well, he was shell shot when he first got here. I mean, uh, it, it deer just, in the headlights. Yeah, it just wasn't going well for him. So it's hard to have swag yeah. after that. Even no matter how much success you're having uh, currently. Well, how come we're not seeing the marketing of Jared Goff going on right now in L.A.? It's not a lot to market. Ah! Look at the sample size. Okay, <laughs> I get it. Too. I, I get it. I mean, it's an eight-game sample size. Okay, right. So all the marketing and, and, and stuff comes a little bit after that. Uh, but, you know, they need someone with a personality. They need someone who not only plays extremely well, but is, is willing to step in front of that, that camera and, and be on the late night shows and, you know, have a, a, a personality and, and someone you can gravitate to. That's what, you know, that's what you need to be a star team in Los Angeles. You do. Was there ever was there ever a bigger, better star in in the NFL than Joe Namath in New York? Oh my goodness, that was like a. <laughs> I mean, that was like the perfect storm. I know, I know it's fifty years ago, folks. And, like the perfect storm. I mean, we're talking about what, about what about Magic here in L.A. Well, exactly. It's the same thing. If you have, you got to back it up. Yep. But if, if if you it's it's not just becoming a celebrity because you've earned it on the field. You have to embrace it. Magic embraced it. You saw Magic everywhere. He he became L.A. under the tutelage of Dr. Jerry Buss. Dr. Jerry, but the great Dr. Buss. But to unleash Joe Namath in Manhattan. Oh, forget it. I mean, come on. It was, a, it was brilliant. That was it, man. It was brilliant. Took the NFL to the next level. Ne- it was. You know what? A lot of people always question, oh, I, I, if you look at Joe Namath's career stats, he had like 50 more. In- Stop. Stop. Can you write the history of the National Football League without mentioning Joe Namath? No. Joe Namath may have been as important a quarterback as there's ever played in the game. Was he the best quarterback? Some would say his talent was there to be with the best. He had Bro- r- Broadway Joe. But Broadway Joe, man. Oh. That full well, length we'll fur see. coat. Can Jared Goff be that kind of star? I don't know. Joe, Joe Montana didn't have a whole lot of personality, did he? No, just a whole bunch of championships. But you got to remember on that team, you yeah. had Jerry Rice. Yes. You had. Um, all of these personalities. But his first championship, they had Freddie Solomon, Dwight Clark, Earl Cooper. There was no Roger Craig. Right. There was no Jerry Rice. Right. There was none of that. That hadn't happened yet. But the stars came, and yes. it elevated. Joe it elevated. became a star, though, Joe Montana. Yeah, well, if did. Jared Goff won the Super Bowl this year, let's, oh my say, God. let's be... say the Rams win the Super Bowl and Jared Goff throws three touchdowns, 300 yards, and is the Super Bowl MVP. Then – the gates have opened really? for him. He could do anything. Mm. How would he you? Do what would you do with him if you were his age? If 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 all that played out, how would you market him? Well, What's your first, strategy? He's only twenty three years old. First, you have to find out like 
the number one thing I would do is find out his sponsorship. So mm-hmm. whether it's Under Armour, Nike, and all right. that. And then you build, you know, I have a marketing firm, so you build a campaign around whatever his sponsors are. Yeah. Right? So you go to, if it's Nike, and be like, hey, we want to work with your creative team. Right. And this, you know, to, you know, create this, this, this marketing well, that's campaign across the board. You have to create the, the campaign. You have to create it. Right. You know what I mean? And you play on, you know, his goofiness and, and all of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's that, I mean, but that's what, I mean, you look at So him, he walks in you know? and you're like, oh, goofy. Goofy. Right? Yeah, that's you, the play. He, he walks is? into a, a diner or something <laughs> like that, and it's just full of supermodels and A-list celebrities. Right. And he goes in a real unassuming and sits at the counter next to Holly Berry mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, somebody like, um, you know, Rosalind Sanchez or something like that, and you're right. just like, oh, and he's just completely unassuming, doesn't get it. They're awestruck. He's not. He pays for his bill. He walks out, gets into his Ford or whatever the car is, right? And you build a tagline <laughs> around that. You know, in a world of stars, the most reliable can sometimes be wow. You know, whatever. That's off the top of my head. You know, that's uh, just that's, something that's, I would do. I, I, I like it. I like it. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, we'll steer away from the NFL for a moment because there is an ongoing story of great interest in college basketball that has taken a different turn. We'll talk about that coming up next. Harbin, it's long. Fox Football Sunday. Great news. Quick way to save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com and in 50 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Well, you probably have heard about this situation involving three UCLA freshman basketball players stuck in China right now. One of them being Leangelo Ball, the middle brother of the Ball brothers. And they're under house arrest. Hotel, so, hotel arrest. Yeah. They're, well, that that's part of the question how are they in a hotel why are they not in jail um there are many rumors circulating that it wasn't just one louis vuitton store uh in which they were uh videotaped uh shoplifting there could be as many three stores they were shoplifting in now in china not to from china is uh they're a no-nonsense country everything's very cut and dry uh, there you think and This crime, first of all, while the investigation goes on, and the investigation conceivably could go on for months, but if you're indicted, if you're actually charged with a crime, you will go to jail. Prosecutors have a success rate of 99.2%. 99.2% of conviction. Sounds like uh, New Orleans Mm -hmm. back in the day under the... uh... (laughs) <laughs> the, the conic yes the, 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 99.2 and the uh the prison sentence and this is very cut and dry in china they don't uh play around with this stuff three to ten years in prison mm-hmm. now is this going to happen to three ucla basketball players uh the answer is no and the person that is going to change that is joe Sai. Now, if you don't know who Joe Sy is, Joe Sy is going to be a growing name in the sports world. He is the man that was the co-founder of the Alibaba Group. Think Amazon, Asian style, okay? This is a zillion-dollar company. He has a net worth of $9 billion. He just bought a 49% interest in the Brooklyn Nets. 
He spends time in China, and he spends time in La Jolla. He loves San Diego. Beautiful place. He would love to build a sports arena to probably build, have an NBA team, and maybe even an NHL team coming to the beautiful city of San Diego. There's a big void in San Diego. Not, not an NFL team? Well, I'm not saying he won't do that, too. Oh, okay. He might do that, too. But that's right. that's where he is right now. By the way, he brought a lacrosse team. Why? Because he did his undergrad work in Yale, where he played lacrosse. But now here's his connection to the UCLA matter. He was the guy that basically put together this whole goodwill tour. Mm. So I'm sure that Joe Tsai is going to sit down with these Chinese officials and say, look, these knuckleheads, it's unforgivable. And so here is the most likely scenario I've been told for these three guys. They're going to be sitting in that hotel, which I imagine Joe Tsai is paying for, by the way, because it's a, a luxury hotel. They're going to sit there for several weeks, maybe as long as a month. So they're going to be there for a while. But in the end, they'll be released and told never to return to China again. Banned list. Banned from China. Alex, you say you know people that are banned from China. Is that true? It's a very elite list, Steve. Give, give me some names. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of Justin Bieber. Mm, Justin I've Bieber heard of is that guy. banned yeah. from China. He okay. can't go. There's also the uh, Lady Gaga. She's Lady also Gaga. Banned from, there banned from China. Okay. It's a very elite list. All right. So they would be banned from China. But uh, no prison time. This it's is pronounced uh, China. <laughs> that's funny, man. Man, that's funny. China. <laughs> so that's what's going to happen to these kids. Now, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you, Ephraim. All right. Now they're back. They've been gone for three weeks, whatever they've been gone. What should UCLA then do to these guys? First off, issue an apology Okay, from them, the student-athletes. Second off, they'll immediately be suspended from basketball activities for the entire year. Their entire year. Third off, they will have to perform, I would say, roughly 500 to 1,000 hours of community service. Mm -hmm. And thirdly, I would say they must maintain a certain GPA for the entire year before they can be reinstated to athletics. And that is effective immediately. So in a world of, and these were big-time recruits, in a world of one-and-dones and kids just going to play, going to college just to play and, and, and not, you know, focusing on school, they have to use this entire year to keep a grade point average comparable to, you know. Now, you speak from scholars. experience, without getting into specifics, you got yes. some tough love early in your collegiate career. Yeah, I did. I had a, I had a rough go at it my rookie year. Yeah. And I'll just put it like this. I was on football probation, mm. academic probation, and real life probation. Wow. And without a, a second chance, you got to remember, I was 16 years old. At, you know, I was about to turn 17. It was just it was a lot going on. And I made some mistakes, and I was allowed to make up for those mistakes. Mm -hmm. And it made me grow up, made me a better person, a better student, a better teammate, and uh, inevitably a, a better man, a better husband, and a better father. So I took those things, that, that, that adversity I faced, and turned it into a positive to fuel my entire life. Well, hopefully they'll follow a similar path. From the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, much more NFL next.
Rolling along on this beautiful Sunday. It is Fox Football Sunday. Harmon and Salam with you coming live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 50 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Nick has jumped in for uh, Alex here. It's always interesting to get Nick in because he proudly wears his Chargers gear. Nick, uh, I'm going to talk to you right now. Go Chargers! Hey, man, I was worried about you, man. We had people out uh, trying to call you and making sure you weren't running the car into the into the overpass or nothing like that, yeah, man. Now, where would this creative way to lose a game rank for you as far as the Chargers? That's easily top three. I'm thinking about going number one. I'd have to really think back. I mean, think about this again. The Chargers had a 17-14 to 14 lead with two minutes to go in regulation. And in those two minutes, they intercepted Bortles twice. Twice in the last two minutes. And they still lost the game. Nick, that's hard to do. That is really hard to Not do. For the like, we even if you're trying to lose the game. Like, if you were your whole thing when they started out, oh, and whatever, you would yeah. like tank, 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 tank. Even if you're trying to tank, that's difficult to do. <laughs> and they managed exactly. to do it. Exactly. And I think, I think they are trying to tank Ephraim. I mean, or like you say, they're just playing and it just happens that way. <laughs> I don't, know, what to, I don't not, know what is worse. Not only did they, they got. Two unsportsmanlike conduct penalties that were costly to Jacksonville. The first on Marquise Lee that moved the ball back from the 22 to the 37-yard line before Bortles threw his second interception. And then even on the last play on the interception, by the way, you have been a staunch defender that Phillip Rivers is still good for the next five years, right? No, no, I have not said that. No? Okay. Um, so, uh, Ephraim, I have not said okay. that. Okay, all right. I don't want to fight with Come you, on. okay? I know you're not in a good place. I've I don't want to fight with you. Hey, I've been on Team Tank so we can get Rivers out of here by next year or maybe the year after. Okay. Let me ask you. Okay, let, let's take a look see, right now. See, what about that Joey Bosa call, too? That yeah. really killed him. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, right now, the Chargers in the 16 16- Team AFC are the 14 seed. Okay, so they're the 14 seed. The only teams below them are the Colts and, of course, the winless Browns. So it is conceivable that the Chargers will have a premier pick nice. coming up in the draft. Of course, they passed on Deshaun Watson this year. Guess who would come out of college? Hmm. Sam Darnold and come- play for the Chargers. Okay, well, well, let's yeah, back uh-huh. up. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. Right, let, me, let me ask you this. Okay, right? there's another quarterback here in LA named Josh Rosen at UCLA. Now, okay. Rosen, it, it, Rosen is a. I actually covered a couple of his high school games. Rosen has a certain era of privilege. There's no question. He had it in high school. Right. The idea that he, the anointed one, you know, sort of this, and he has talent there's mm-hmm. no question he has talent and he's even shown talent in bringing the Bruins back I mean their defense is beyond bad can you imagine 10 games into the year they are giving up on <laughs> average over 300 yards a game oh rushing goodness for gracious. 10 games that's crazy that's, that's crazy stuff. that's also hard to do that's hard to do with Jim Mora who supposedly wasn't he a defensive coach in the NFL hey I, we know how you feel about him all right okay? enough of that but so if you're the Los Angeles Chargers and let's say you have a pick where they had last year, number seven. Let's say they're in a similar position. They passed on Deshaun Watson this year. Mm-hmm. And the guy that was most happy about it, because he talked about it the day after the draft, was Phillip Rivers, who said was asked, well, what if they had taken a quarterback? He said that would have been a mistake. On whose part? 
the Chargers. Oh, okay. Because it would have shown him that somehow they were moving on from him, and he goes, I'm not ready to move on. Uh, Phillip Rivers is an extremely selfish player. Well, last I checked, yeah. and I was a player yes. for 13 years. Mm-hmm. The last I checked, it wasn't up to us <laughs> to decide. When it's time to move on? Well, you're not Phillip Rivers. Let's take in, uh, how about Joe Montana? Yeah, they turned the page on Joe Montana, did they not? Phillip Rivers is not Joe Montana. Mm. You know what? That's too much. Let's go, let's do something different, okay? How about Peyton Manning? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Phillip Rivers isn't Peyton Manning either. Oh, you know what? I got another one. Let's try something else. Okay. All right. How about Brett Favara? Ah. Huh? Yeah. No. Wait, you know what? Let's take quarterbacks out of it. All right. Okay? Let's take quarterback. That's not fair to mm-hmm. Phillip Rivers. All right. Okay? He's had a great career, but it's not fair to compare him to them. Okay? How about someone named Jerry Rice? Jerry Rice. Turn hmm? the page on him. Right? I mean, he wasn't ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, didn't stop the organization for getting ready. All of those players are all-time greats. All right. Philip Rivers' record since the start of the 2015 season, as I add this up in my head, is 12 and 29. Ouch. 12 and 29, having started all 41 of those games. 12 and 29. Yeah, I would be trying to move on, too. Whatever, whatever it is, it ain't working. And that last pass he threw, which, again, we were both shaking our head. What, what are you doing here? Now, I understand there was limited time left in the game because you only get a 10 minute. By the way, how do you feel about the 10 minute overtime? Uh, I, I think it's, I think it's necessary. But remember, the problem from the get go is the idea that both teams get the ball mm-hmm. if the first team scores a field goal, field goal right? right? But if you do a long drive, you could rattle off like about a seven, seven and a half minute drive, which is perfectly kick a field fine. goal, and the other team gets the ball back with about two minutes to go. Guess what you have to do? Not allow the team to have a long drive. That's right. the point. Yes, to stop the team, get the ball go down and score. But are you comfortable with the idea of more games any in ties because of the short overtime? I'm comfortable with the short and overtime because of injury. Right? Our bodies are trained to play for a certain amount of time. Right. Once you exceed that time, yes. that's why we don't have multiple overtimes. That's why we have a time limit on overtime. Once you start exceeding that, the body breaks down. Right? It's not like want, basketball. What if they went to a college format where you start on the 25-yard line? What if they did no, that No, because the scores would be like 106 to <laughs> – you know, well, hundred and no, you have to go for two nine. points. There's no kicking extra points. You'd have to you go know, for two oh, points okay. every time. You, you still these are look. This is not some college team that you really think they would go seven or eight overtimes. Yes, really. That's e- that's easily feasible. Wow, it really is. You think about the best of the best, right? right. This, this is not you know Tennessee versus uh, Chattanooga Tech. You know what I mean? And they Well then why why don't you know with the thirty three yard extra point now, why don't we see more teams go into the two point conversion? How about they do this? How about take playing football completely out of overtime and let's just make it a kicker's thing? So each kicker Oh, I don't want listen, to do listen, that. Listen, oh, I hate listen that. To me. Listen I to want me. the game to be played. Listen not to kicking. Me. I just just popped uh, it to my head. All right. Listen all right. to me. All right. Each team gets a field goal <laughs> at the twenty five yard line. All right, right. you make that, we move back to the 35-yard line. How are you scoring this, by the way? At this point, the overtime is worth one point. Are goals that count as field goals? They get to count as field goal, right? So a guy could have 12 field goals in a game. So it's 
They make they both make it at the thirty five. You move back to the forty five. Who, who is watching this? Huh? I mean, seriously. Whoever's left in the stadium I mean, and whoever's like, at home. It's like penalty shots in the NHL, and, penalty kicks in, in soccer. soccer. Right? Right. Everybody loves penalty kicks in soccer. Come on. You come on. No. Yeah, you do. Nobody yeah, you, does. What? But, you know, the you don't only, like penalty kicks the, in soccer? The, look, at by my own admission, the only time I'm watching, you know, soccer. Is World Cup. Is World Cup, right? right. And I, when I when they get to, like, the semifinals or even the championship, and I'm watching, you know, multiple overtimes, and then they go to penalty kicks. I'm like, penalty you, kicks? You love it. This would be like the NBA finals being decided at a free throw shooting contest. No. Or a three-point shooting you contest. Know what? You know why? why? Because teams, when you watch those overtimes, you know, in the World Cup, they're playing to the, get to the penalty kicks. Mm-hmm. In other words, they're not trying to, uh, you know, create any offense. They just sit around and basically just sit there, let the clock run down. All right, let's go to penalty kicks. That's, that's not the game. That's not the sport. No, no, no. I don't want to I – mean, Enough kicking. Zero. The fifty-five less yard kicking, line. Fifty-five yard line. Fifty-five yard. Fifty-five yard line. Sixty-five. By the way, the other day, I, I played this highlight the other day of oh, what man. may still be the greatest achievement in the history of the NFL. Guys, if you could find this. It's the call of the Tom Dempsey 63-yard field goal. Oh, it's it on a, YouTube. Uh, it's unbelievable. You know, he went to San Diego High School. He's, he has a San Diego roots. So that's one of the reasons. And it was the 47th anniversary of, and understand this kick. The call on it, by the way, is phenomenal. It's, it's right on YouTube, Tom Dempsey 63-yard field goal, because I was at the Rams game that day, Ephraim. All right, this was 47 years ago. Will it try to kick the longest field goal in National League history? They're sending him on with two seconds left. Scarpetti will hold. Here's a snap. The ball is down. Dipsy kicks. It's on the way. It is. Field goal. Oh, you get now, chills listening to that. That's amazing. I, do you not get chills? Oh, it's amazing. Can you hear that? That's the old Tulane Stadium oh. where the Saints play before they built the Superdome. Love it. The call. How long was that ball in the air? Four 40. seconds. <laughs> it is. And what was always great was that was when the goalposts were at the goal line. Yeah. So he kicked it from his own 37-yard line. But the officials are standing underneath the goalposts. And when it went through, this one guy jumped like 10 feet in the air with his hands up. Like he could not believe it went through. Tom Dempsey, of course, had no toes on his right foot. Yep. And Alex Karras, the late great Alex Karras, one of the great Detroit Lion players of all time, he was in on that play. And he said when his foot hit the ball, it sounded like a cannon blast. Like he had, I mean, he never heard the sound. It was just because the trajectory of the ball, it it had to be low. Right. And he's a straight ahead kicker. Now, I know some, you know, uh, the record was broken 64 yards. Remember this, that field was like a cow pasture that he kicked off of. 63-yard field goal. Amazing. It was, and, and the record before that was 56. It was like Bob Beeman's jump when he went 29 <laughs> feet when the record was 27 feet. So, And that call, isn't that a goosebump call? 
Yes. Yes, it is. That is a goosebump call right there. All right. We're going to get into the present. I know I tend to venture in the past. We will re-enter the year 2017. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Get you ready for a little Sunday night football coming up next. Harbin and Salam here on Fox Football Sunday. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. No suspense in any of our afternoon games. No. The 49ers will not be winless anymore. No. As... Uh, Final minute on their uh, 31-21 lead against the Giants. The Falcons under a minute to go, uh, blowing out Dallas 27-7. And then, of course, the Rams just continue to roll as Mm. they beat up on the Houston Texans 33-7. Every Ram game now is a blowout win. Like I said at the beginning of the year, just watching with Jared Goff, his command of the offense, his ability to look comfortable, and his leadership qualities, mm-hmm. just in the preseason alone, prompted me to say that they would be my surprise playoff team. Now, this was I, I will, three I months will adjust, ago. You did say you were, I, I thought you were high. <laughs> I thought you were completely delusional considering how bad the Rams looked last year, 4-12. and 12. They were just 4-12. and 12. They were like a horrible 4-12. Like, like a really bad 4-12. and 12. Goff was 0-7 As a starter. to start the last seven games yep. of the year. And I remember early camp reports told me that Goff looked worse than ever when camp opened. Like he, yep. he was mentally shot mm-hmm. and, and was then, completely clueless. And then. And then. Sean McVay show. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Bring so, back the glory days. Now, let me ask you. Yeah. A friend of yours has uh, stepped into the studio right now. Yes, he has. Could he have made a difference for the Texans uh, today? He definitely could have made a difference for uh, for the Texans today. Uh, we are joined by Whitney Merciless. First off, how you doing today? I'm good. You on IR? Yeah. Are you recovering? Recovering well. Uh, it's still, it's a slow process. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't be back to 100% within two, three months. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, did you watch some of the game today? Oh, most definitely. It was uh, it, it was terrible to watch. What were your thoughts, <laughs> man? Uh, yeah, just critical situations on defense that we could have did a whole lot better on. Mm-hmm. Uh, offensively, man, I wish we would have been able to score some more points and not get a turnover the ball, or uh, you know, just be set up in bad field position, things like that. So, uh, man, it's really tough. It's really tough. And uh, for me, sitting on the couch and uh, watching the game, I'm like, man, I wish I could be out there, you know, at least affect the game or something or give us some kind of, like, hope or something like that that turns the game around. So you're you're telling me the offense doesn't look quite the same without Deshaun Watson. You're saying that when Savage is at quarterback, <laughs> it doesn't look like the same offense that Deshaun Watson was running. I mean, you've got two different skill sets and two different quarterbacks, honestly. And so, of course, it's, uh, the dynamics are going to change between two different quarterbacks. Remind quarterbacks. me again of the Savage uh, strengths here. Yeah. I don't want you to get into it. Hey, oh, first me on first off, now. Come now, on, I'm going to stop hey, it right yeah, now. Exactly. Okay? You're not about to uh, have my friend get fired. Yeah, okay? I am you're not, not going to do that. We're not going to do that I can, to him. See, I can say that he can't. All we, right. We're not going to do that. All right. We don't play them games. All right. But look at you guys have been savage with injuries this year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you and JJ. Now you yeah. lose Deshaun Watson. You've lost other players. Yeah. How, how's that team hold? How's your team holding together right now? Man, they're holding it together pretty, pretty solidly, I think, honestly, because we've been through this type of situation before and, uh, you know, over the course of years with the Bill O'Brien uh, staff. And uh, it's nothing new. We just got to step up and the uh, players, they understand that they've got to replace guys and step up uh, coming up off the bench and, 
uh, just be resilient in that way. And we've proven that, you know, the year in and year out since we've been with Bill O'Brien. And so uh, it's just unfortunate the way things are going this year. We we definitely had a spark with uh, with Deshaun, uh, how we've scored about 30-plus points, uh, you know, the last few games that he's been in. And so for him not to be there and then, you know, guys like myself, J.J. being injured, Tyler Irving, Guys who are on IR that can contribute in a big way. It's uh. It's oh, well, really you got tough. the bona fide superstar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you got a starting team on your IR. Yeah, I know. literally. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to. I want to. I always. It's, it's funny because when I when I hear your name, first of all, you have mm-hmm. the perfect defensive football name. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, I appreciate all right? that. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. But <laughs> your first name, Whitney. Yeah. Growing up. Yeah, you had no choice Not but even. to be ferocious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Exactly. Because growing up, you make fun of a kid named Whitney, a, mm-hmm. a, a boy, <laughs> unless he's ferocious, unless his <laughs> last name is Merciless. <laughs> All right. So to, I mean, whenever you get a sack, yeah. and they're like, Merciless is on the sack. <laughs> I mean that that is the most intimidating. Would you just name. drop the Whitney and just call yourself just merciless? merciless. Yeah, just, I'm just merciless. <laughs> I'm merciless, dog. I don't even know. Uh, I don't have a first yeah, name. Yeah, I just merciless. <laughs> just uh, sign my checks, merciless. Was Whitney a family uh, thing? Ah uh, man, it was just. Uh, they thought he was a girl. Okay, I, I'm like, getting uh, the, the story that I have. It, it definitely went in that direction. <laughs> I think so. Ah uh, man, you know, yeah, the parents are just driving one night, and uh, my mom's pregnant, and uh, you know, full moon's out. It's supposed to be a romantic story that they tell me every time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my dad tells her it's gonna be a girl. She's like, no, in my heart, I know God is telling me it's gonna be a boy. You see that full moon right there? It's gonna be a boy. I'll tell you. Uh, well, let's see, when she was pregnant, it was about maybe two months later. Boy, a boy came. Whitney is the name. Whitney is the name. There it is. <laughs> Whitney Merciless. Thank you for joining us. Whitney, um, you came up here to show me something. Yeah. All right, man. explain it to me. Yeah, so uh, it's a uh, teeth whitening product called, uh, well, first of all, let me say it is Global Dent, a tell you teeth whitening company. I have my business partner here, actually. And uh, we are a uh, innovative dental solution, and we do uh, teeth whitening and oral care products. And we work uh, internationally, worldwide. And okay. so we're working in the American market. And so uh, what we have here today is the LuxBrite. And it's a present to you guys. And we want you all to try it out. You know, hopefully Why not? Yeah, he needs it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, when you get to buy it, you can say anything. Yeah, he used to smoke. You. He needs to get those teeth. Those teeth <laughs> <Yeah. trying> to... <laughs> we want you all to have a bright smile for sure, man. Yeah. Of course. And so, uh, you know, we want you all to try out the product. Uh, okay. Give us a review. You know, shoot us back and uh, give us a little bit of pub. Everything's, I will do that. Yeah. I will definitely yeah. do that. Hey, all right. Very everything's good. FDA approved. You know, everything's safe. And uh, after this, we'll, we'll describe to y'all how to use the products and everything. Okay. So oh, this yeah. million-dollar smile, <laughs> you can never be too bright with this thing, baby. Okay? So how are we going to brighten things up for the Texans? That's what I want to know. I know Sitting that. at 3-6 and six right now. How yep. do we brighten up the rest of this year? Man, honestly, defense got to play style. I mean, we've been in tough situations, honestly. Yeah. I mean, th- let's go back to when a playoff game against Kansas City, 30-0. Yeah. I mean, the game was still within reach uh, for about three-and-a-half quarters or so. Right? Defense got to play style like that. We've got to have some great special teams, great field position. Our special teams hasn't been too bad this year. Mm -hmm. We've been much better than we have in the past years. So great field position by our special teams. And we've got to create some great situations for our offense, the way they've been, they're going right now, and definitely give them a chance to be able to get close enough to that end zone and score points for sure. 2018. Focus on 2018, right? That's what we need to do. I mean, look, they're three and six. They they run the table. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Sure, yeah. They're in a division where it's still up for grabs. Yeah. All right. I don't know how, you know, I don't know if Deshaun was playing, 
Different story. <laughs> not a Tom Savage fan at all. I get it. And then not having your defensive stalwart. But I say this to say they're all professionals. Everybody mm-hmm. gets paid. They're backups for a reason. They come in. They play. They make a name for themselves. It's possible. Well, and 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 I think the team that you lost to today showed how possible things are. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, that team was, as we said, a bad four and twelve, right. an unwatchable four and twelve. Zero mm-hmm. and seven with Goff. Sean McVay comes in, changes the whole dynamic. Leading scoring team in this NFL. <laughs> you guys held the Rams to thirty three today, <laughs> considering how many points they've been putting up. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with Deshaun Watson, uh, I, I I think this guy's a limit. I mean, He's a superstar. Oh, no doubt. I mean, no for question. the 2018 season, I mean, uh, we, we, we've we got a bright future, especially uh-huh. with and Deshaun Watson with our starters coming back and being healthy and everything. Now, I mean, look, we're not panicking at, at, at any moment right now. I mean, yes, Tennessee won today, Jacksonville won today, and uh, – Think Indy won today, today as well. So I mean, look, look, we get, look, we we've got a little bit of climbing to do yes. for sure. So, uh, man. and then you have a secret weapon next year. You blind your opponent with your shiny teeth. Yes, that, hey, no doubt. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hey, check us out on GlobalDen.com. You know, we got, got Instagram, you. Facebook, all that, and also, uh, you know, we're we're expecting to go to uh, partner up with my foundation. Which is called the With Mercy Foundation as well. That we help children with disabilities, and so partner up with uh, Mario Ellie mm-hmm. uh, going down to Haiti. Uh, which I don't know if you guys know, I'm Haitian. My family, my entire family is Haitian as well, and uh, go down there to bring some mm. smiles to the, to those kids with, with Globo Dent, and also help out uh, with medical uh, equipment and stuff like that for children with the With Mercy Foundation. The next time you go to Haiti, I want to go with you. Okay, I'm All serious. Right. All right, bet, I'm, man. I'm dead serious. Yeah, what's we're... your What's your foundation? Um, uh, how can people uh, reach out to your foundation? Man, you can reach out to the foundation through withmercy.org. org. Okay, and uh, man, you can reach out through Instagram, Facebook, uh, and also Twitter as well too. That's tremendous, man. I love that. Yeah, Whitney, it's good to see you, man. Man, appreciate it, man. Gotta hey, get you back on having... the field. I know exactly, man. Gotta get back on the field. Oh, yeah, they need I know, man. Badly. I know. It's hard for me to sit, sit on the couch and man, I got to be out there to help my guys out for sure. How, how's JJ? You, you, you spoke to him? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see him uh, just about every day. Then I'm uh, training uh, in the training room, re- recovering, and uh, he's doing well. He's Doing well, tackling uh, head on. I just seen Deshaun Watson after he came out of the surgery about two days later, so he's doing well as well. Uh, you know, you got to stop tough. meeting these guys. Like yes, that. Yeah, I, know, I know, I know. Crossing paths and rehab yeah, is not know. what you need. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, got a whole exactly. boy band in, in the. Uh, I mean, it's across the league. Music it's in there. It's it's Everybody, the league. you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I seen an article out there that said you know it's all pro team on the IRs right now. <laughs> Whitney, thanks for uh, stopping on by, man. No problem. Appreciate, Appreciate that. All right, let's find out what's going on right now with all those games. The afternoon games are finished, and none of them were close. None of them, unfortunately. Atlanta picks up a W today. Kevin Coleman is the deep back. Give is no, it's a play fake. Ryan going to throw. Austin Hooper does get the touchdown. Falcons Radio Network, Matt Ryan efficient today. Picture, absolutely. Let's get it. 22 of 29 for 215 yards and also two scores. Biggest news in that one, Adrian Claiborne had six sacks in the ball game as Dak Prescott was under siege. 27-7 was the final. Meanwhile, here in Los Angeles. From the 12, this drive begins. Goff under center. Play action. He swings it out. Robert Woods, 20, 15, 10, 5. Cuts inside. Spins and falls in Paydirt. Touchdown, L.A. Rams Radio Network, they hammered the Texans 33-7. Robert Woods in the game, eight receptions for 171 yards and also a pair of scores. San Francisco 49ers no longer winless. First down at the Giants, 33 with 9.35 remaining. Use check flexing out to the left. Breed a single back. 
Bedford managing this, also managing the play clock. Going to snap it here with two seconds, turning and giving to Breeder, running right to the 30, cut back, middle 20, 15, 10, touchdown, 49ers! Matt Breeder! 49ers Radio Network, they get it done 1-9 this year as they beat the Giants 31-21. to Guys? All right, uh, yeah, disappointing with those afternoon games, that's for sure. Now we get ready for tonight. <laughs> Another disappointment. <laughs> I don't know. That. I mean, is it going to be a disappointment? What yeah, do you come think? Come on, man. Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler beat New England two years ago. Do you yeah, not, that's a long did, time did, ago, Did you hear player. the Denver spin on this whole Osweiler thing? What? So, two years ago, Osweiler's first start after he replaced Manning. Right. Uh, he did not play all that well. No. But his second start was against New England, and he beat the Patriots. Yes. This is his They had the number start. one defense in the league. Well, they used to have the number one defense until they, they – They do not have that anymore. I mean, the Eagles exposed them that they were uh, – They don't have it anymore. Mm. Yeah, but so, the, but that's, to put the put – the, Did you watch Brock Osweiler play last week? <laughs> I've seen his whole career, yes. I was like, good Lord, what is he, happening right he now? He wasn't good in college. I know, and the Texans gave him eighty-six million dollars or something like that. Right. It was good. Look, man, he got released by the Cleveland Browns without playing. The Cleveland Browns were like, "Now we good." <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get any worse than that when nah. you get a cast I, off from the Browns. I can't said, do it. You're not I, even good enough to take the field for us. I can't do it. I'm sorry. It's going to be a blowout. It's going to be a blowout. What do you like? And it? I hate New England. I hate him. Who's going to be the one seed in the AFC? What do you think? Is it going to be Pittsburgh? Is it going to be New no, England? No, I, I, would, I would go with New England. I'm not convinced with Pittsburgh. They won today. They didn't look like they should have looked at this at this point in the year. Uh, they're still trying to struggle between are we handing the ball off more or are we passing more? Ben Roethlisberger, all-time great quarterback. I, I, I'm just – He's not sure if he's all in. I'm not sure if he's all in. But Le'Veon Bell's all in. Yeah, I mean. Well, that's what they did. They start running the ball again, and well, guess yeah, what? But, they start winning. They had less than 100 yards today. so It was ugly, but they got the win. Here's the, here's the game to circle. December 17th, week 15, New England at Pittsburgh. That's going to mean Pittsburgh. something. At Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's going to mean something. So we'll see how it goes, man. But I, I would definitely give number one uh, seed, in the AFC to New England until someone pries it out of their cold, dead hands. <laughs> well, you know, my I, we are doing our preseason predictions. My preseason prediction for the Super Bowl was New England against the Green Bay Packers. Oh, well. <laughs> but, I mean, Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Well, Aaron Rodgers isn't available. You had the Rams. I, I, I had the Rams <laughs> making the playoffs. I didn't have them in the Super Bowl. Right. Now, if they get into the playoffs and things start to – you know, I won't make Super Bowl predictions until the actual playoffs. Start. Well, how about the Rams hosting the Eagles here in L.A. coming up? I that can't same wait. Week? Yeah, maybe we should do the show from that from, would be from the game, huh? I love it. You know, so that's what I want. Of course, the Rams next two games they got the Vikings and they got the Saints. It's, they are. We're gonna see loaded. if they're for real. We're gonna find out if they're for real in the next two weeks. I can promise you that. All right, so uh, we got the New England-Denver game, mm -hmm. a Sunday game that is so insignificant, according to Ephraim, <laughs> that we have no reason to even break it down. No, I mean, we can I, break it I, down. I, wait, wait, all right. Let me, let me ask you about New England, though, because okay. defensively they struggled early in the year. No yes. question about that. In fact, the Texans, as you know, put up 33 on them. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, their defense has held four straight opponents under 20 points. 
in their four straight wins. Mm-hmm. So is their defense all the way back? Is that the ineptitude of the opposing offenses? Ultimately, is New England's defense good enough to carry them to another Super Bowl championship? Uh, no. No. And no, which is their defense is not uh, well enough to carry them to another championship. If they get into a situation where they have to go blow for blow, uh, their defense, I don't I have confidence in them enough to put up a, a, a fight Right, so if they have a shootout with Pittsburgh, or, you know, I, I I'm not, I can't see that defense stepping up against, you know, a vaunted offense with those type of weapons like Pittsburgh, and all of a sudden being tremendous. Now, New England's had the pleasure of going against some, you know, some teams that are that are faltering. Well, also the AFC East, which showed promise, the Bills got. Destroyed right, at home. Destroyed at home, and next week Buffalo is on the road against right. the Chargers. So, will that be? By the way, will that be an all Buffalo crowd out there at StubHub Center? Are there enough Bill fans to fill up that stadium? Yeah, because there's certainly not probably. enough Charger fans to fill up that stadium. But look, defense got well against the Jets. Yeah, well, they, them to they shut down your Falcons, right? Shut the Falcons down and the Chargers. Yeah, right. So let's not in the Buccaneers. Okay. These aren't offensive world beaters. No. All right. Offense, the Atlanta offense is trying to figure out who it was at the time with the new offensive coordinator. So, you know, these aren't teams. And even now, they're playing against the Broncos. They don't have a quarterback. By the way, it's easy of, for the speak, defense. We don't have a quarterback. Speaking of the Broncos situation, it's squarely on the shoulders of John Elway. Yes. You moved up in the draft to take Paxton Lynch, and he can't go, get, he can't get him on the field. Can't get on the field. You he's so bad. Think about it like that. Yeah, yeah. He's so bad. Yes, exactly. That you went and got Brock Osweiler back. Exactly. That's awful. Right. And then you have Trevor Simeon. So let me ask you this. Now, look, John Elway made a bold move when he signed Peyton Manning, who was out of football for a year. We had no idea if he could even play again. Right. That worked out pretty well it for It worked him. out pretty good. That was good. How about this? That was called lightning in the bottle. Is Phillip Rivers salvageable? Mm. If 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 the Chargers decide after a bad year it's time to turn the table because we need to get a young quarterback playing now right. so by the time we move into that new stadium in Inglewood, we have a quarterback to market, maybe a Sam Darnold, maybe a Josh Rosen, a local product. If you dangle Phillip Rivers, and you're not going to get a ton for Phillip Rivers, but... So are you saying Phillip to Denver? Phillip Rivers to Denver. I think it'll work. I mean, Phillip has talent. We know that. Right. Nobody on the roster right now for Denver has talent. That's easy. And by the way, you're saying, well, why would you train him to a division rival? You know he's not playing five years. We're talking about a two- or three-year deal at the most. Exactly. Sounds like It's not like he's going to come haunt you ten years from now. No, he won't haunt you ten years. He'll probably have one or two decent years. Yes. Uh, They have – Offensive, they still don't have a running game. Denver mm-hmm. still doesn't have a running game, so right. they would have to address that as well. Sending uh, Philip Rivers to Denver with no running game, and he's reunited with his old coach Mike McCoy. Right, but yeah. you still need to be able to run the football. That's too much. Philip Rivers at a point in his career now where that's too much pressure to put on his what shoulder. What happened to Denver's running game? Don't you remember they used to have every guy would gain a thousand yards plus when that same zone read running game and everything else? Yeah, what happened I, I remember that. I don't know if they're even running that anymore. That was a Gary Kubiak. Well, I Mike don't know Shanahan. Vance Joseph. What is Vance Joseph's pedigree? I mean, where where where's his where's this guy coming from? 
I'm sure they're trying to wonder the same thing. I'm, <laughs> well, you hired I'm, him. I'm sure they're like, uh, right? Yeah. Right, it's going to work itself out. We'll see. But without that running game, and 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 uh, if you don't have a running game or an elite quarterback, then you got you got a situation. Like New England can get away with running the ball twelve times a game. They right. can get away with that because you got Tom Brady. We know what's going to happen. Green Bay, when Aaron Rodgers is healthy, they can get away with that. But if you don't have an elite quarterback, it's not going to work. Period. All right. uh, We've had another busy day in the National Football League, and we have chosen our Sunday MVPs from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. You'll hear it coming up next. Hey, don't forget, we have some great news for you. There's a quick way for you to save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. That was great to see Whitney. Come on in here. Great. Great guy, man. Love what he's doing uh, uh, for the community and business that's that's what you do you know you take your you take your successes and you expand them you help people and you know get into different businesses and all of that and he's tremendous player got a lot of football left in him i will say that uh tremendous tremendous talent just a a great guy would you like to thank everybody for their help today here on your show first of all i want to thank you for having me hang out with you again this week look man it's always a pleasure i mean where's hill these days what's he doing you know what i don't know but we're working Okay. We're working, we're, working. Man. we're flying through these shows. I know. We're working. I, I always have a good time with you. I can uh, chop it up with you. Like I told you, man, I look up to you. <laughs> uh, you've been doing this for 30 years. I'm seven inches shorter, and he's looking up to me. I'm just letting you know, man. I mean, I, I, I want to build my empire like you built your empire. Well, if you, if, you, if, if, if you love what you do, I mean, it starts with that. That's true. I do love this. I love to talk. You do. <laughs> you, you do. And and the other good part of it is you, you really don't care what you say. I really don't. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Uh, it was a very, very busy day in the NFL. So here are your NFL MVPs. Hut, hut. What do you think they're going to do? This is Fox Football Sunday. Here we go. MVP. All right. Let's go. Most valuable plays. <laughs> Saints at Bills. First and goal from the seven. Breeze in the shotgun. Do you really want to throw it? He looks to his left. Now to his right. Comes back over the middle. Rolls to his left. Staying alive. Looking into the end zone. All the way to the side. And it's going to be Breeze to the pylon and in. WWL Saints Radio Network. At Bears. On second and nine, a snap to Hundley. Looking. Scrambles to his right. Throws the right side for Adams. Spinning yes, grab. Yes. Devontae Adams, a spinning grab along the right corner of the end zone. They beat Kyle Fuller and Eddie Jackson. A beautiful throw by Brett Hundley. 19 yard touchdown play. Packers Radio Network. <laughs> Browns and Lions. Second down and 10. Kaiser out of the gun, four-man front for the Lions. Kaiser's got it, straight drop, stepping up, loads and throws right side. It is caught and fighting for the first down. Losing the football, the Lions have got it. It is picked up, left side, Nevin Lawson at the 30, Nevin 20, Nevin 10, Nevin 5, Nevin end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Take away in six of the bolts of lightning. WJR 760 AM, Lions Radio Network. Mariota looking, looking, firing to Murray at the three. Murray dives. Touchdown, Titans. DeMarco Murray made the catch. 
the plane. Three touchdowns on the day for DeMarco. And the Titans take the lead with 36 ticks to go. WGFX 104.5 Titans Radio Network. Steelers at court. This will be a field goal try for Chris Boswell of 33 yards from the right hash. Canaday with a snap. Barry with a hold to decide this football game, hopefully, in Pittsburgh's favor. Good snap, ball down, kick on its way. The boss comes through, and the Pittsburgh Steelers come from a big hole and win a very important game. FSR affiliate Fox Sports 970, Steelers Radio Network. Jets and Buccaneers. Shotgun formation. Fitzpatrick takes this out. Pressure coming. It's about caught ball. Touchdowns have a lead. Charles Sims. Nobody picked him up. The blitzer hit Fitzpatrick. And he pulled the trigger. And the Bucs find the promised land. 98 Rock and the Buccaneers Radio Network. <laughs> Vikings and Redskins. Takes the bad elf line snap. Fires right. Caught by Jerry is right at the five. Weaves his way inside the five. Touchdown! Case Keenum just threw a career-best fourth touchdown. That one goes to Jarius Wright. KFAN Minneapolis and the Vikings Radio Network. (laughs) Texans and Rams. Play action from his own end zone. He winds up and deals down the middle. At the 50, it's called in Robert Woods. He's behind everybody. 10-5, touchdown Robert Woods. 100.3 The Sound Rams Radio Network. Cowboys and Falcons. Third and goal at the Dallas three. Ryan said, shoots it. In zone. Hardy. Touchdown Atlanta. And number two patiently waited on a crossing route in the back of the end zone. 92-9 the game. Falcons Radio Network. Giants at 49ers. Back to Becker. Looking, looking, throwing to the middle. Lacrosse caught by Selleck. 25-20. Down the near sideline. All the way. Garrett Selleck. Touchdown 49ers. How about that open field running? 47-yard touchdown. KNBR 49ers Radio Network. Chargers at Jaguars. Tyler Shatley's got to snap it. Norman will hold it. Lambeau has not missed as a Jaguar. Brad gets it down. Lambeau picks it up. And it is good. He didn't hit it very well. It barely got over, but it is good. Lambeau is good from 30 yards away, and the Jaguars have beaten the Los Angeles Chargers at Everbank Field. 1010XL Jaguars Radio Network. The most valuable plays. That a way to finish. This is Fox Football Sunday. We are uh, watching... 49ers general manager John Lynch. I have known John since uh, his college days at Stanford. His father helped launch my radio career. As the 49ers celebrate Mm. their first victory of the season, does it count when you're playing the hapless Giants? Yes, it counts. When you get your first win, it counts if you were playing the middle school. What was the uh, longest losing streak to open a season that you ever had in the NFL? Uh, I think like 0 and 4 or something. Oh, that, like that. So you never you you lived a pretty charmed life in the National Football Yeah, 0 and 4 sucks though. I mean, that's well, not, 4 sucks, but it's not great. Like I mean, it's 9. not exciting. 0 and 9. Yeah, that's, 0 and 9 is awful. That is that is uh, bad. Uh, ben McAdoo, serious problems uh, with the Giants right now. Do you think they've uh, thrown in the towel? Yes. Well, that's not yeah, a good sign. This just broke the team. Mm. Losing to the. 0-8 Niners just broke the team. 0-9 Niners. 
What were they? 0 and 8, 0 and 9? The 0 for Niners. They were 0 for Niners. Yes, they were 0 for Niners. Uh, I want to thank Alex and Nick on the board today. Uh, I want to thank, thank you Andrew. Guys. Uh, I, I like the combination Brooklyn Dodgers, Chargers. It's an interesting combo, Andrew. <laughs> Uh, David Gascon, of course, giving us all the scores throughout. And Lee DeLapp. I haven't seen Lee in a while. I know. What's up, man? How you doing, Lee? Lee has just got those flocks going now. I love that. You have luxurious hair. just want you to yeah, know it's that. It's just incredible. Oh, thanks, you guys. Glad to be back. <laughs> and shout out to uh, Mike Hill, who's listening. Yeah. We know you're working. Don't get all sensitive <laughs> on us, Mike. Oh, is he okay? getting all sensitive Oh, right he's now? getting all, I'm, you know I'm working, man. <laughs> Mike, man, it's, it's our show. We he's know you're working. Because his Giants right now are sitting at one and eight, Hill. One and eight. It is time for a change. Thanks, Ephraim. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.